This week, we're taking the train to the wild, wonderful, super crazy world of pro wrestling. The deaths of pro wrestlers, to be exact. Listener discretion is always advised. All aboard the Midnight Train. And welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. Yes, we make fun of and joke about creepy stuff while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. And yes, we are a comedy podcast, and things can get pretty dark, so if you're not into that, listen, no hard feelings, give it a try, you know what I'm saying? But if you don't like it, it's all good. But if you are, first of all, thanks for being just as twisted and fucked up as we are. And yes, I just said the F word. So if you don't like that and your sensibilities are now damaged, you can easily just turn it off. That's fine. It's fine. Wait, are, are they gone? Are the new people gone? Maybe. Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer. And with me, of course, is Logan and Jeff Butchko. Oh, Hi. Hi, fellas. What it is? Happy uh, COVID twenty two. Yeah, you guys are back. <laughs> You're yeah, back. I had to do, I had to do it uh, by myself last week, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean that was uh, interesting. We're here until China activates that button. Uh, until we get like freaking. I don't know. Fucking Megatron strain. Yeah. Is that the next one's coming? What was that M Night Shyamalan movie where they all just keep falling over dead? Um, the no, not the knowing. Uh, with Mark Wahlberg. Mark, dude, a fucking horrible movie. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, though, where the yeah. people just drop dead for no reason. Because the and jump trees off buildings. are killing yes. everyone. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. China's going to do that. Is that what they're doing next? Start dying. Yeah. To all our Chinese listeners, we do apologize for Jeff. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, obviously, we're going to save the business stuff until the end. So, let's get into this. Let's turn down the lights, adjust our seats, grab a drink, which, by the way, uh, my son brought uh, Brewdog. We love you out there. We're still waiting for our Miller High Life endorsement. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if Brewdog dog wants to be down that's fine but we're drinking the it looks like an iron maiden collab hellcat ipl that's right an india pale lager (laughs) so we're drinking that so you guys grab your drinks but first listen here's a toast to all you beautiful motherfuckers Miss Prime. It's that Megatron strain. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next one. It's, it's coming, yeah. That's good. Breathe with me. <laughs> Breathe the breath. Sorry. So listen, before we even get into this, I do want to give a big shout out to a new podcast that I um, actually became friends with via Twitter. Oh. And uh, we are going to be a uh, guest on their show. 
coming up here soon. We're just working on things right now. Uh, it's designated quizzers podcast. So thank you guys very much. And we, I, I'm, I'm actually really excited to uh, do their show with them. So, oh, so what do they do? Um, uh, they basically, it's like, it, they designate it's, quizzes. It, it's quizzes. <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of like weird information they find and stuff. And then Ooh. they, and then they ask, I think I told you about what yes. they uh, mentioned to us about doing on their show is the eighties hair metal bands. Are there prizes? Uh, hopefully not sucking. That would be the number one prize for us. So we're excited about that. So make sure you guys are checking them out. Designated Quizzers podcast. And we will be hopefully on doing an episode with them here soon. Soon as we get all our schedules figured out, you know, how it is. So listen, today we are entering the world of sports. That's right. So all you sports people out there are probably like, yeah. And all you other people are like, God damn it. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> right. Well, listen. Just stay with us, all right? So, yes, we're talking about everyone's favorite sport, curling. Yes, oh. curling is a sport in which players slide stones on a sheet of ice toward a target area segmented, segmented into four concentric circles. Ooh. It is related to bowls, bowls, and shuffleboard. Ooh. Two teams, each with four players, take turns sliding heavy polished granite rocks, also called stones, across the ice curling sheet toward the uh, the house. It's called the house. A circular target marked on the ice. Each team has eight stones, with each player throwing two. The purpose is to accumulate the highest score for a game. Points are scored for the stones resting closest to the center of the house after each end, which is completed when both teams have thrown all of their stones. A game usually consists of eight or ten ends. So it's like bocce ball. Yes. And that's Moody fucking with me. So that's what that is. Uh, what the fuck? Nice. Nice. But listen, you guys did learn what curling was because I had no idea. I know it's an Olympic sport, though. Yeah, isn't it? that what they use? Like the fucking brushes and shit? And they try to like. That's shuffleboard. Oh, yeah. no. That's, that's, curl- that's what rich people do on yachts. No, but, that, but what you just said there, it is the exact same thing, but on ice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's there's like, like a guy out there like. It's like Canada's like number one sport other than hockey. So what else do you do in fucking ice? Canada. What are you guys doing up there? I don't know. They're like, I got to make this ice look clean. I know we have a lot of Canadian listeners, and I want to know if any of them ever played or did curling. What do you What do you say? Is it played curling, or do you curl? Because to me, if I hear, you know, do you curl? I'm thinking some dude in the lift. Right? Yeah. yeah. Do you even curl, bro? Do you even curl? Listen to my freaking Godsmack album. Leave me alone. <laughs> Listen to fucking Iron Maiden, bro. So this is why we cannot trust Moody to do the research while hunting Sasquatch in Canada. See? Uh, yeah, see? Sorry, hold on. Let's see. Let's let's get the right notes here. Um, um, okay, here it is. Today we are actually going into the wonderful world of wrestling. That's right. I am a huge wrestling Ooh, fan. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't your brother? I am an absolute huge wrestling fan. At least I was, you know, growing up or whatever. Like I would go to my dad's house on the, the weekends, and I think it was on on Friday nights. And I would just sit there and just, you know, watch uh Andre the Giant and Macho yeah, man. man and you know, all those guys. Like if that you was, grew up in the 80s and you didn't watch Royal Rumble on pay-per-view, you didn't have And that was the heyday. Childhood. That yeah. was the heyday of it. And then obviously, of course, in the 90s, it brought out like your Stone Colds and your um, um, The Rock. You know what I mean? Which yeah. probably is the biggest um, movie star ever from it's a wrestling point of view, yeah, right? Is, would you say he's probably the... Oh, hands down. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, the yeah. other guys all have like decent, you know, I don't whatever. Know, John Cena's trying to do something. Oh, well, he's trying. trying. I, I will probably a close second. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I will admit that movie. Um, Suicide Squad? No. Ugh, yeah. No. Because he's in that. What is he? Like Captain fucking normal? He's getting his own fucking yeah. movie. No, he's that. getting his, his own TV series. Oh, God. It's that Captain yeah. Normal, whatever the fuck what, his name is. He was good in Fast and Furious. He was in that. I, the newer ones. I've never seen him. I liked him in The Marine. 
The one with the fucking John Travolta yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. It was it, kind of like a swordfish right. movie. I like the, uh, was it Daddy's Home? The second one. That was um, funny. Where he's the stepdad. But it's a newer one that just came out recently. It's like uh, Vacation Buddies or Vacation Friends or something like that. If you guys get a chance, it's hmm. fucking hilarious. He's like, so him and his wife are a couple of like swingers that just do drugs and shit, but they're like really nice people, but they come off the wrong way because they're really obnoxious. Hmm. It's fucking hilarious. Nice. And I didn't think I'd like it because, you know, John Cena's, I'm sorry, he's kind of drab. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just... So hold on. Anyway, we're talking about wrestling. I am a huge wrestling fan. And, uh, you know, you know us, though. We're actually not looking for the wonderful parts of wrestling. Uh, no, we, we're actually going to take it to the not so wonderful side. We'll be discussing some crazy and tragic wrestler deaths, and there have been a lot of them. Many of our beloved childhood wrestling favorites have passed on over the past decade or so. Many were related to the job's rigors, leading to drug use and overdose, heart attacks, suicides, and a host of other causes. Today, we're going to look at some more um, interesting, um, if you will, wrestler deaths. Some of these guys you'll know, some only hardcore wrestling fans will know, and some none of you may know at all so yeah cool also we're going to skip some of the biggest ones out there because they've been covered more times than podcasts covering ted bundy and in much more detail within you know what what's happening you know what i mean right. the, the time uh, allowed i guess you'd say you know these places have like or these other podcasts and stuff have like a ton of they can dedicate one episode or an entire season to even talk about yeah to talk about it stuff yeah. you know what i mean so yeah so you won't be hearing about some of the popular ones out there which is probably good because some of them suck so without any more curling bullshit fucking moody <laughs> let's get into this first up is an old timer that primarily wrestled in australia 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 listen I so we actually got a um we have a a listener from australia that uh sent us a message the other day and he was talking about is um, his name mick no Dundee? Just, that's no. not a knife. No. <laughs> no, that's not a knife. Um, he was actually talking about like um I, I believe he was oh when we were talking about the uh the toilets. Oh the toilets. And oh, if they turning go turning backwards, if they go whatever, and he says they actually do. Yeah, I mean it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, which I was just like, oh uh, what? Right. You know, so that's um why, that's what a typhoon goes one way and a hurricane goes the other way. Yeah. So hold on, I, this is a really great uh conversation here. So he says, Good day, fellas, which is amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> Firstly, Jonathan uh, Jonathan, love your work. Logan, you do all right. Uh, Jeff, all right. fucking glad you're back. And Moody, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but he put a little kissy face afterward. Um uh, by the way, I'm sorry, his name's Chris. Chris who's listening over in Australia. Um, I, he says, I've just finished your Christmas disasters episode and thought being an Aussie, I could answer some points you made. Yes, the water in our toilets or bathtub drains um, does spin clockwise. Nice. Okay. So because ours goes counterclockwise. Do they? Yes. No. No, ours go clockwise, yeah. right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've had many a drunken <laughs> night puking in the toilet <laughs> right. and seen it go clockwise. And then we were talking about Christmas. Yeah. Christmas in Australia lands during our summer. I'm in Perth, Western Australia. Usually we get temperatures around, uh, he's got Celsius in there because he's smarter than us. What, um, is, it? what is it? What is it? I can um, convert it for you. Well, it's in here. 86 to 95 degrees Fahrenheit oh, damn. during Christmas. However, this year we had the hottest Christmas period on record. Some areas got to be 50 degrees Celsius or 122 degrees Fahrenheit. Holy. For um, fucking Christmas. Like Vegas. <laughs> That's like July. Like, who wants eggs? You throw them on that concrete. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, thank you for what you guys do. I binged episodes from the beginning while driving around at work. And now I'm up to date and wait to the notification of release each week. I have uh, every intention of becoming a pooper, which is awesome. And uh, he just says, you know, he goes on and says, choo-choo, motherfucker. And I, my response to him was 122 fucking degrees. 
<laughs> and I said, you know, thank you, whatever. And then I asked him about the emus. And his response is, uh, you don't talk about it. He, no, he says, man, I fucking hate emus. Dodgy fuckers. I don't trust them. I did have a mate try to ride one when we were younger. Drunk idiots as we were riding uh, in the back of a ute on the farm. I, I'm assuming that's a car or truck, yeah, right? Yeah. Like okay. Maybe like a gator. A few emus started running next to the ute. My mate tried to jump from the car onto its back. It did not end well. That's so awesome. <laughs> I would totally do that. Yeah, so Chris, thank you so much for that. So anyway, that's where we're going. We're going to Australia. That was a really long segue, and I apologize. I just wanted to, I just thought it was super cool that he reached out to didn't us. Didn't they lose a, like, a war or something like that? Hey. Yeah. Do what? Didn't they lose a war against fighting birds or some shit? The emus. Yeah, it was the emus? Yeah. Oh, fuck. They tried to, it was like twice <laughs> and they lost. <laughs> you couldn't, they couldn't fucking. That's what we're gonna do. We're doing a bonus on the fucking emu wars. Oh god, we have to. All right, I'll do that because they Good literally one. they couldn't shoot the fuckers. They're quick. But, well, they were destroying like all the uh, the crops and stuff, and so they like put up fences and they just break through those, and then they actually got the military to come in and try to kill them off. But they're fast as shit. Yeah, and they couldn't fucking kill them. Yeah, <laughs> I think it happened twice. I don't know. We'll talk about it. So anyway, we do love. You guys over there in Australia. And Chris, thank you so much. So we wanted to throw this one in here. Thank you, Mike. Right. Also, maybe you guys have some stories about this guy if you're old enough to remember him. Okay. So, Chris, we're talking to you and everyone else over there in Australia. His name is Brute Bernard. And when I looked up his picture, um, he looked to me like a thinner version of George the Animal Steel. Hmm. Do you remember George the Animal Steel, Jeff? I do not. The bald guy that always had like a purple tongue. This guy almost looks like a Brock Lesnar without hair. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I think, well, whatever. I mean, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so he admits. Well, who's the guy you're asking me about? George the Animal Steel. George the Animal Steel. Yeah. God, how old are you? Uh, old. Let me see. So he initially George. made his name as tag team partner of Skull Murphy in the WWF. But back then, I think it was the WWWF. You're right. Did he you looks see him? exactly like him. He looks like him. Yeah. Just a thinner version, right? I've never seen. This guy's got a hairy body. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like Ken Oboy. Dude. Voodoo. He's actually super intelligent and was like a fucking, like a, a doctorate, doctorate teacher or some shit like that. The animal George was? Animal Steel? Yeah. It's crazy. Yes. So anyway, uh, Brute toured the world with Skull until he died in 1969. Brute won the IWA World Tag Titles in Australia with Murphy six times. They defeated Mark Lewin and Dominic DiNucci. Lewin and Bearcat Wright. <laughs> the names are so good. Mario Milano and Billy Whitewolf. Mario Milano and Antonio Pugliese. Pugliese. That was good, right? The first thing. I would have put Pug Lies. Yeah, Pug Pug Lies. lies. Yeah. (laughs) And Lars Anderson and Dick Murdoch. They lost to Lewin and Wright twice. Milano and Pugliese. Ah, (laughs) Pug Lies twice. Don Leo, Jonathan, and Antonio Pug Lies. Damn, all these Pug Lies. And um, let's see. Mario Milano and Spiros Arion. What the the fucking name? Spiros. That's that's Greek, right? In Spiros Greek. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Brute continued as a solo wrestler in Australia where he had his most tremendous success, winning the Austro-Asian title from Spiros Arion before dropping it back to him. He also wrestled extensively in the Carolinas, huh. teaming up with the Missouri Mauler in Texas. All <laughs> right. Missouri Mauler. I can just see he comes out like this with his hand and claw and just, come on now. It's like a Rob Zombie character. Yeah. Brute was also married to pro wrestler Betty Joe Hawkins. So well, that's cool. Hmm. He was famous for his camel walk. And I did try to look at what this thing, uh, um, what the camel walk was, his move. Because um, everyone has their own signature move. Yeah. You know, like what, what is uh, Cena's? He does that, that 
face thing. Oh, the face yeah, they can't thing. see yeah. me. They can't yeah, see me. And then he does like an elbow, right? And yeah. then he runs across and does like an elbow. Yeah, and then uh, Hulk Hogan's was the leg, the atomic leg drop yes, or yeah. whatever. Everybody has a move, whether it's the sharpshooter from Bret Hart or all these guys all have their own moves. Now, the, the fucked up part is, is that there's technically only like 20 moves. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But each one's called differently from each character, and they just do it a little bit. Put their own spin on it. Yeah, they put their own spin. I was trying to look up, and I couldn't find it. But I wanted to see how they named themselves. Like if it was a manager that named them those names back in the day, or if they got to pick their own name. Typically, they pick their own. Okay, because it doesn't say anything. Out yeah. There. So typically, when you come out, you kind of just <clears throat> you can go out and wrestle with your own fucking name. Hell yeah, dude! I'm I was just thinking spider. like maybe Vince McMahon has this list, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "We need the toilet cleaner." Find me a toilet cleaner. And some guy's like, I'll be the toilet cleaner. So if you guys are unaware of who Vince McMahon is, he is the CEO, owner, whatever, of WWE, which was WWF. His dad, I believe, and grandfather were both in it. Like huge, huge, huge. They've been in the the business forever. And he is, um, for lack of a better word, a flaming dick. Mm -hmm. Flaming. That's the guy that like tried jumping into the ring, right? And like blew out his knees or some shit. Uh, I don't know. He used to wrestle I think all the his time. Son, his son and daughter <clears throat> took it over, though, didn't they? Um, his Steph, son, Stephanie McMahon, yeah. and whatever his son's name. You know, is. Stephanie McMahon is married to Triple H. Yes. Okay. Hunter Hearst Helms, who took over that new what's it called? N- NXT. NWO. No NXT, which is uh, where Ray wrestles. Ray oh, Rowe. Okay. Our buddy Ray Rowe wrestles for nice. NXT. Yeah. He's yeah. part of the Viking experience. Yeah. Hell yeah. He looks like a Viking. He does look like a Viking, but the sweetest fucking guy, dude. He it's more. it's I, so funny. I saw a picture of him not too long ago where he's holding up his own action figure. He finally has his own action mm-hmm. figure. Dude, it looks amazing. just like him. I'm like, how, like, that's like the ultimate goal to yeah. achieve is have your he own just, action figure. Yeah. He just got married and has a baby now. His baby, yeah. his son's name is, uh, I guess, should I put it out? No, I won't put it out there. I won't. No. He's doing good though. He's doing I mean, awesome. He's out yeah. there doing archery and, and hunting and shit. And- literally one of the sweetest dudes I've ever met in my life and, and super smart, like very intelligent guy. Like he's just great. And now, yeah, now he's a pro wrestler. It's pretty awesome. And he has his own action figure. He got his own action figure. We need midnight train action figures. We do. Wouldn't that be awesome? Dude. Who out there is listening has a connection? That can get us like a 3D printer of a. I've got one better for you. Who out there wants to pay for it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have Kung Fu, the Kung Fu grip, Kung you know? Grip, yeah. You have the little button on the back where yeah. you can kick. Like, mine, the mouth dude, just needs to open all I the time. I just want those joints that sound like they're fucking cracking constantly. You know what yeah. talking about? The old school wrestling. Or you're probably too young for this, but they used to have the WWF characters where they were all rubber. Yes. And they were like this, and you would just drop them and they would bounce and do flips. That's awesome. There was no moving parts on them whatsoever. Yeah, they and like they sold a cast. zillion of them. That's dope. Remember the old G.I. Joe characters where all they were was just like they were, they were just the top and bottom, but it was held together by a rubber band. Yep. Those were the best, dude. <laughs> Those, are awesome. Those are the best because that's where you put the firecracker at and then you throw it over and it blows them in half. Yeah, never did that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we do Moody. I think Moody needs to be like Skunk Or from He-Man where he smells. Ooh, that would be amazing. Scratch like as soon as you sniff. take them out of the package, it just smells like beef jerky. <laughs> you have a little Sasquatch sidekick. Yeah, oh dude, my god. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, so I was I was I was looking up his move, um, his camel walk. I couldn't find anything, but I think it's probably something that's related to like Iron Sheik's camel clutch. And for you guys out there, I'll try to put the vision in your head here. You can always Google it, but you're listening. So, camel clutch. He would get you uh, like you'd be on your stomach. Mm-hmm. He'd go up from behind you, take your arms, put them over his knees. Okay. 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 And then 
literally take his fingers and put them in your mouth and stretch you back. Oh, God damn. That was the camel clutch. Yeah. Kind of like doing a wheelbarrow, but pull them by the mouth. Yes. And oh. by the way, if you guys want something amazing out there, and if you're on Twitter, follow Iron Sheik because he is the funniest son of a bitch who holds no bars and will literally just be like, hey, John Cena, fuck your face. Like, he's just... <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, dude, he's amazing. Surprised he's not banned yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. to come. So when you look up the cause of death of this guy, our buddy here, Brute, um, you get a common reason of, quote, shot while cleaning gun, which is still fucked up. Oof, yeah. The thing is, if you do a little more digging, you know, kind of like we do, uh, it doesn't seem so simple. While there isn't an incredible amount of information on his death, if you look, you can find enough people that are suspicious of the, quote, accidental death ruling. Some think it was an in intentional self-inflicted gunshot. There's a small amount that believes it was murder. And then there are some that say he was drunk and decided to play a game of Russian roulette. So what is the real story? Who knows? <laughs> Nobody does, really. But there are enough people asking questions and spewing theories to make this an exciting appetizer for the show. Suicide, Russian roulette, Courtney Love. Who knows? You know what I mean? Love. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a bonus episode. And by the way, if that's too soon fuck off okay <laughs> she had something to do with it I, you know what i mean like we all know she did somehow some way someone right now is listening going oh my god i love courtney love yeah. <laughs> she's horrible can't we just that should be our bonus episode let's just rip courtney love apart I feel like you go to any bar and just like open the door and find a middle-aged drunk white woman and be like, hey, you want to start a band? <laughs> <laughs> and they'll probably have more talent. Yeah. Uh, Play this. Here, here's one chord. It's all you need. Put on the distortion. And there you go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. And then just kind of try to sing. That's all you got to do. Just kind of sing. Yeah, whatever. Fuck her. Anyway, so who's next on our list here? Okay, how about Neil Allen Karakoff, and I'm probably, I looked online to see if I could find what his last name, how to pronounce it. Karakoff? It's either Karakoff or Karakoff. 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 Anyway, his ring name, Neil Superior, Ooh, nice. was much more known. And he was born on April 6, 1963 in Hagerstown, Maryland. He was at one point a corrections officer and also served in the Arm, uh, Army Reserve. He was trained by one of the wild Samoans, who you definitely remember if you're Chainsaw's age. Superior made his pro debut in 1989. He and his father, Dick Karakoff, or Coffee, founded the All-Star Wrestling League, later known as the National Wrestling League. And I remember National Wrestling League when I was, I, at least I think I do. I remember a magazine that was National Rec. The in, no, I'm thinking NWA, aren't I? E the National Wrestling You're Alliance. Talking about Dr. Dre and no, 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 Ice Cube no, no. and not not <laughs> nice guys with attitudes. That's not yeah. I will not say that word on here. <laughs> That's not my word to say. So we're gonna keep going. Uh, anyway, they formed that uh, in Maryland the same year. Karakoff formed a tag team with fellow uh, fellow Wild Samoan graduate Doug Stahl called the Superior Brothers. Nasty Neil and Desirable Doug Superior. What kind of tough name is that? Desirable you, Doug. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We'll talk about somebody later. When I get you in the ring. I'm gonna make you desire me. Because <laughs> I'm Desirable Doug. Come for ah, you. It's so funny. So at some point, the two also wrestled under the team name The Satanic Warriors. Now we're cooking yeah, with see, fire. Now, that's, that's pretty that's yeah, pretty awesome yeah, to be honest. But you know, back then though, people were probably shitting their pants. You know what I mean? Because they didn't you think someone comes out with satanic warriors right now, yeah, you're gonna have like people up in a tizzy and whatever, like, oh my god, but back then they thought that shit was legit. Yeah. You know? So after splitting with Stahl, 
Superior embarked on a singles career. One of his first significant opponents was the Honky Tonk Man. Oh, God. Who I loved as a kid. He was so amazing. By the way, did you know that the Honky... Do you guys know who um, Jerry Lawler is? Yeah. The okay. King. The King, Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Honky Tonk Man is his fucking cousin. Really? <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I heard this. Seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Right I know, there. dude. I'm a fucking nerd. And I just heard that the other day and soaked it up like a sponge. Anyway, I love him. If you guys don't know who Honky Tonk Man is, he's the guy that tried to look like Elvis and had a guitar all the time. He smashed the guitar over people. Right. Yeah. And he'd play like two really bad notes and sing something horribly and then make <laughs> make it sound like it was the greatest thing in the world. Like, yeah, you guys like that out there? Yeah. That's how Billy Ray Cyrus started. <laughs> Same story. <laughs> he is awesome. What is that? That's a beer. Emu Wars. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, he had a, uh, um, he faced off on the, uh, against the honky tonk man in Hagerstown on August 10th, 1991, mm -hmm. which think about that. That was 30 years ago. Is that right? No, it's 2022 now. So 31 years ago. Math. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we're all looking at each other like, wait, wait, what? But I hear, I hear 91 and I'm like, oh man, I'm about to graduate 94, you know? And then I'm like, Fuck, I'm old, man. Every time I hear 91, I hear it's 91, son. So something's got to change. Mm -hmm. Third base. Absolutely. Pop. I hear 91. Oh, I'm like, I wasn't even alive yet. So you weren't. Cool. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I wasn't even alive. Yeah. Well, you yeah. were. You were swimming around in a testicle. I don't think you even were then. I don't even think I would say yeah, that. Well, that's true. As my dad would say, you weren't even a glimmer in my eye. <laughs> Show enough. <laughs> Things to come. Right. Literally, giggity. <laughs> that's my dad. So Superior also feuded with Rasta the Voodoo Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking Rasta. about. Later that year, Superior defeated Helmet Hessler what? to win the NWL. Helmet Hessler. So does he look like a helmet or does he have a helmet? Uh, it's Helmet H-E-L-M-U-T. That's what oh, German. Helmut. So like I think German? it's more like Helmet Hessler. No, it's Helmut Hessler. Oh, look at me. I'm a wrestler now. <laughs> I'm going to drop oh, you on the head. I have my like, own little thing. move. It's called the <laughs> French Tickle. <laughs> Isn't there a metal band named Helmet? Oh, it yeah. was? It's Helmet. Regular Helmet. That's H-E-L. That. Yeah, they did um, uh, uh, Helmet. It, uh, I can't think of the damn name. Wear it? Uh, I don't remember what oh, else. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. I vaguely remember that. Thing. I love how, like, wrestling, I'm like, yeah, I remember this, 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 this. And you're yeah. like, remember that band? Uh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, we're going to suck on that freaking podcast. We're going to do guest on. Yeah. I know it's 80s hair metal. Yeah. Oh, man. That's not my thing. I, I did like, grunge. I was the Seattle Sound grunge. I'm excited to see how bad we do. I know like I'll be four really 80 metal hair bands. Name name them right now. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Scorpion. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Wait, wait. What is it? Scorpion. Yeah. And you're instantly wrong on that one. Really? Then that's yeah. a metal hair band. That's a metal hair band. Um, it's the Scorpions. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. If you're going to be specific. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, yeah. So what are you going to call it? Freaking Scorpions. Bon Blow Me? No, it's Bon Jovi. Keep going. Ooh. Oh, 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 okay. All right. So we got we got Scorpions. Okay. Would Def Leppard be considered a hair metal band? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Then we got Van Halen. And then... I mean, technically, okay, yeah. Yeah. And then Aerosmith. Mm. Uh, no, that's a 70s. Yeah. That's 70s? They're yeah. classic rock. Yeah, they're that old? Yeah. They're not metal. They're yeah. classic rock. Yeah, they started off in the 70s. All the metal bands are considered classic rock now. We're waiting. All right, all right, all right, all right. Look at the one. Uh, they have the really cool flowing hair. Uh, 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 I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, we're excited about that. Man, this show is off the rails like crazy today. That's well, what we do. Uh, we welcome to 2022. A new year. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so 
Finally, you know, after he went with uh, he went up against Helmut Hessler to win the NWL Heavyweight Championship. And after that, he worked for many other independent companies throughout the 90s. Nice. Finally, he became the South Atlantic Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion in 1992 and held the belt for four months until the promotion folded. He Damn. would then go back and finish his career in the NWL until his death, which is why we're here. But before we go there, did you guys know that? Back in the day, mm-hmm. there would be regions. Mm-hmm. Every region had its own like wrestling thing. Yeah, it was like NWO and uh, uh, da, 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 it a- was literally like the, the ACW. It was or like the like Tennessee Wrestling League and stuff. Yeah, like I never that. got that far. I, I did WWF and then. Well, that's before that came after. Because that. what happened is, is that WWF basically came into all these regions or yeah, yeah and, worldwide. And they were wrestling like federation. They were like, listen, we're gonna buy your guy. We want this guy who's really good in your region. I want him. Dude, yeah, you know what I mean. That's like my favorite childhood memory. Oh boy. So I had a Nintendo 64. Oh, I know where you're going with this. I had W I had was it WWF versus NWO? Nitro. It was, no, was, was it Nitro? No. WCW versus WWF. W- yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I had that on N64, dude. Oh I had my god, too. dude. I had Rey Mysterio on there, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Dude. Remember the Hardy brothers? How they could do flip kicks off the yes, ropes and dude. stuff? Yeah. Dude, oh my god, dude. It was oh, so much you fun. may be cool, but you're not uh opening up for uh Jeff Hardy's band cool. I don't think I've ever opened up for a band in general. There's another one. <laughs> you you weren't with us then, were you? In Cheers? No. Yeah, we opened up for. Uh, I was in a Jeff and I started a uh, cover band called Cheers, Cheers Cleveland, and it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jeff saw that it was really stupid and left, and so we ended up doing it. You know, with uh, somebody else came in and played, and we ended up playing. Uh, we opened up for Jeff Hardy out in Mentor. At that freaking Geneva on the lake? No, no, no. At the there's a club out in Mentor called I forget what the hell it's called now. But we opened up for him, and oh my god, dude, super nice guy. Yeah, should not. He should stick to fucking wrestling. Really? Like, yeah, most of them. Listen, should. we're What's a someone, cover band, Fozzie? and we blew yeah. his dude. Fozzie's awesome. That's Jericho. Fozzie's awesome. Right? That's Jericho. Yeah. Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. They they're awesome. Yeah, Fozzie's like, awesome. They're fucking great. But Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy? Wh- okay, which one's the dark hair guy? That's Matt, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, oh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Logan's like, I got the lunchbox at yeah, home. Yeah, I, I do. I <laughs> anyway, moving on. And I knew it was going to be like this, too, because, like, uh, this is the first episode I've got the chance to talk about wrestling. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's like right now, if we were talking about, like, Marvel disasters, Marvel oh, movie. God. Oh, now we're going to It'd be like a 20-hour episode. You yeah, know what I mean? We totally do that. Yeah, we, it's a bonus. We would have to change that cards. Would, that wouldn't uh, even be a bonus. That would be, like, a whole series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just go down the fucking rabbit hole of every single hey, character. Hey, there you go. Guess what? upcoming bonus for all you poopers and stuff out there you know what we're gonna do we're actually gonna discuss phase four of marvel that's what we're gonna do so you guys want to get on patreon right now yeah you're gonna want to do that because that's gonna be fun and if you're not in the marvel movies well then i guess we just can't be speaking of that (laughs) just kidding so speaking of that just just real quick oh boy i started ava and sit off on the original spider-mans like the movies the toby mcguire's i just did that too garfield yeah so with charlie i just just finished amazing spider-man 2 and i kid you not I cried harder in that movie than I did in Endgame. What? Dude, seeing Gwen Stacy go, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh wait, that's the, the Garfield one. That's the Garfield oh, one. Oh, I'm talking about like, I, I, no, I no, we, we saw Tobey Maguire, the, the first three. The first three. Okay. And then we went into the Amazing Spider-Man because what I'm trying to do is build them up for No Way Home. Okay, guess what we're going to do? saw in theaters. We're going to do a bonus on this. That's what we're doing okay. right now. All right. So hold all that all right, right there. If you guys want to hear the rest of that and my granddaughter apparently being fucking loves it, dude. Yeah. Every she's, night she she's puts getting into her, it. Puts her PJs on and Spider-Man PJs. She's a, dude, I, that, I'm pretty sure Pop Pop got those, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very <laughs> much. The thing that we're missing now is the Gwen Stacy ones. Okay. Where's my Spider-Man on. PJs, Pop Pop? I think we all need them. Yeah. <laughs> they make adult onesies. Yeah, Come let's on. do it. I'm in. We need those and our own figures. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. In Spider-Man PJs. I definitely want to figure. That would yeah, be it would be so cool. awesome. That would be pretty dope. <laughs> I want to be but can I be Black Widow like action figure? I want to wear the leather. You want to be so Black Widow the girl? Yeah. So I, I mean it's 2022. So you can do what on. you want. Yeah. So you want to be Axel Rose is what you want to be. <laughs> right. I, I know that guy. <laughs> that's who you want to be if you just want to be clad in leather. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So going on here. So Karakov here. Okay. What I hope we're saying that whatever. So earlier in the morning of August 23rd, 1996, uh, Karakov, who had left his hotel room around 4 a.m., was observed acting erratically. And this is a fucked up story, by the way acting erratically and running naked on the seventh floor of the Fenwick Inn in Ocean City, Maryland. Weed every day. <laughs> Very possibly. Uh, which, of course, we've all done at some point in our lives, right? We've, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's it's kind of what you do. It was believed that Karakoff had left his room accidentally and was unable to find his way back. So he was obviously probably on something, maybe, right? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Uh, how many hotels have you been in? I mean, especially like in Vegas. You've been to Vegas. Those hallways go for fucking ever, man. Like, if you don't have your card with your room number on it, I can see getting lost. It's like that The Shining where that hallway just keeps going and going and going and, and going. Everything, every floor looks identical. Yeah. So you don't know if you're on the 30th or if you're on the freaking main floor. Yeah. Dude, that's it. Listen, poopers and everyone out there, sign up to become a pooper because we're going to buy our own hotel where every floor looks different. Different theme. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. Like every floor is a different theme. Dude, so you go should... like the first floor looks like a haunted house. The second floor looks like, I don't know, the Bellagio where it's super nice and fancy. Yeah, dude. Another one looks like, I don't know, the east side of Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the very, 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 very. The lunchroom from high school. Right. Yeah. That'd yeah. be so much. You never, you never forget what floor you were on. And the 13th floor, just be open. <laughs> just one big room. Just one big room. One big room. <laughs> with, with just some weird kid in a ball in it the whole time. Every time you go up there, like, where's that fucking kid? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Hey, mister, want to play a game? <laughs> Elevator closed. Nope. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> Next floor. Right. So it was believed, again, that he uh, couldn't find his way back. And he may have suffered from a medical condition caused by seizure, seizures, which made him a sleepwalk. So, and again, he is a wrestler. They do get hit in the head a lot. I'll talk about CTE quite often throughout this whole thing. And it's pretty fucked up. I'll even just, uh, describe what CTE is. CTE is later. Let me, it's what the football players get and shit. Let me ask you a quick question. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. What was the, the time? 1996. Okay. So he could have been juicing. Steroids have been known to make people wacky. Yeah, it's very possible. So I'm just trying to put that in the timeline. Like 96, they were all juicing oh, yeah. by then. It could have been that. It could have been a combination of all of it, to be honest with you. And if you do all those, if, let's just say you just got done. You were doing your, your wrestling thing and you're, you're smoking weed, you're juicing, you're drunk. And you have CTE or possible mental illnesses or whatever like that. Right. That's a bad cocktail. Yeah, and that adrenaline doesn't come down for a while, especially right. if you're just out of the match. So it's very, very possible. So according to his family, it wasn't unusual for him to sleep um, either in his underwear or nude. Okay. But so they're saying that his mental illness, the seizures, may have made him sleepwalk. So it's possible that maybe he was out sleepwalking and was butt-ass naked. You know what I mean? And right. woke up in the middle like, what the fuck? You know? How would you like to be the guy that has to grab him and take him back? Oh, we're going to talk a, about a that. a naked wrestler. Oh, wait. Jacked up on God knows what. Yeah. You have to go get him. Remember what we're talking about here. Remember what the episode is. This gets really ugly really oh, quick. Yeah. yeah. So the night desk clerk, Lisa Mulvahill. Mulvahill. That name. We're going to call her Lisa M. Lisa Lisa in the cold jam. Yes, that's her. <laughs> Became aware of the situation when a concerned guest called the front desk. Obviously. You know, right. Like if you're going to your room and you see some big, huge wrestler <laughs> and fucking butt ass naked running down the hall, you're going to be like, um. It's always an Front old desk. lady. Yeah. <laughs> it's an old lady that was just gambling yeah. all day. Like, there's a naked man running around. 
strong. You need to do strong. I didn't pay for this, did I? <laughs> this isn't going to be on my bill. So anyway, so they got the call from the front desk here. All right. Um, so, um, you know, she became aware of the situation because of this, uh, whatever. So they investigated it. The front desk lady here, she saw Karaf, quote, jumping around and banging himself against the wall. And this is a big wrestler. You know what I mean? This is a big guy. Right. If you look at him online, he's a big dude. So, <laughs> quote, she briefly attempted to communicate with Karakoff. Karakoff? Karakoff? Yeah, we'll, we'll call him that. Yeah. yeah. But return to the front desk and call the police, finding him unresponsive. Um, the front desk lady here received a second call that Karakoff was banging on the doors of several rooms. Um, the front desk lady here, just because I don't want to pronounce her last name, then made a second call to the police, informing them that she was returning to the seventh floor and requesting that officers meet her there. Officer, uh, the officers would arrive and find Superior roaming the hallway. That's Superior. Remember, Superior is Karakoff, just in case I lose that in translation. Fucking moody. So they found him roaming the hallway. And when they approached him, they said he appeared to be in a boxer stance, dancing around on his tiptoes and doing some kind of shadow boxing. Dude, he's fighting in the Matrix. Like They have no right to interrupt him. <laughs> but, okay, just I'm, to set the scene, you're a cop. You, yeah. get a, you get a phone call. Mm -hmm. It's you're 1996. In, in 90, 1996, you're in Ocean City, Maryland. Dispatch, you said again, uh, he's, uh, <laughs> he's a large fellow <laughs> dancing, <laughs> and he's naked. All right. Then you um, I'm going to need backup. Yeah. <laughs> Someone gets tranquilizer. Yeah. <laughs> like immediately. Hey, Smith. Hey, rookie. Cuff yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, first day on the job. That's your guy. Yeah. <laughs> they say he was not responding to their commands and they called for backup when they assumed he was under the influence and danger. So again, they're saying it may be possible that he was sleepwalking at this time. Probably. Okay. okay. Or, but they don't know this. All they see is some butt ass big, you know, naked dude, big fucking guy. And he's not comprehending what's going on and he's shadow boxing in the hallway yeah this is before ta they didn't have tasers in 96 oh the cops didn't carry him did they i i don't know because <laughs> i would have just tased him that's what i would have done well I mean, but I, I think that's before they might have just woke him up though It'd still be funny as hell though that right? would be kind of funny though yeah how embarrassed would you be you woke up like pissing on the floor <laughs> naked because he just got tased <laughs> where's my fucking drawers at man <laughs> so an attempt by two officers to handcuff superior failed shocker yeah. big fucking guy mm -hmm. they continued shouting commands to lay down on the ground and when Karakoff failed to respond all four officers used pepper spray which they later claimed had no effect it makes sense no effect you're fucking sleep right that's kind of where i'm leaning with this right. so Karakoff then moved toward the officers <laughs> pinning officer freddie howard up against the wall and held the officer by his shirt obviously the new guy <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, I should have said rookie officer. And right. I, yeah. Sergeant Brunnen. Uh, uh, Br oh, I don't know if I want to pronounce that last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. We'll call him Sergeant B. Sergeant B, yes. And Officer Albin radioed for backup. The latter called in a signal 13 indicating an officer needed emergency assistance. Albin, uh, uh, Sergeant B, and Jones began hitting Kara Coffee on his lower back and legs with nightsticks to free Howard. Now, remember... He, he's got this one guy pinned against the wall. He's not listening to anything. It's almost like they're not even there. Right. I mean, what the, what do you do? Yeah. You the pepper spray's not working. You beat him. I, I don't know. <laughs> but, but I mean, I guess, I don't know. I've never he's been in that responding. situation. This Wait, is why I'm, fuck up. this is why I'm not a police officer. Yeah. Uh, uh, period. This is exactly why. enough to yeah, deal with something. No, hell no. They where's don't. the tranquilizers at, man? 
they shouldn't. Uh, I don't even want to get into that fucking thing. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so they they started hitting him with their nightsticks and stuff, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Karakoffy would run away and then just jump all the way down seven flights of stairs. Oh, that's shit. what I'm talking about, dude. He's in the Matrix. He's leaping, fucking like like so entire doing, rows oh, of steps yeah. at a time. Oh god. Neo's girls and uh, the Neo's uh, girlfriend in that or whatever. What the hell's her name? Trinity? And Trinity, yes. Oh. Remember the scene where Trinity is like jumping through the freaking, um, she's being chased by the, the agents where she jumps through the, the, the glass and a skyscraper and then goes into the other one, but she's like laying on her back with guns pointed at him. Yeah. Flying backwards. That's what I imagine right now. So he is in the Matrix. That's what I'm saying, man. He's plugged in. Sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, has uh, either of you seen the new Matrix yes. yet? Nope. Is it good? You we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll okay. get to it at the end of the show. All right. We'll, we'll save it All for right. later. Yeah. So anyway, he's jumping down flights of stairs. Along the way, police say he ran into a vending area and began beating his head and shoulders into the vending machines. <laughs> Snickers. <laughs> I want Snickers. <laughs> Put the cookie down. <laughs> Once he made his way down the stairs, he headed into the parking lot where more police were waiting for him. That makes sense. They sprayed him with more pepper, or excuse me, with pepper foam this time, which yeah. I didn't know was a fucking thing. Yes, that's it sucks because well, I would assume 90% of people for whatever reason if it hits them they just grab it and throw it right back at you it's the worst thing in the world so right now we're at GTA about three stars yeah, yeah. I'd say we're getting close stars. to four yeah. we're getting almost close oh to Grand four. Theft Auto yeah I got yeah. that one yeah. okay. ah. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one <laughs> bing bong <laughs> so they spread him with pepper, uh, pepper foam and beat him with nightsticks in another attempt to subdue him nice finally the, uh, the uh, one of the officers grabbed him and held him long enough for the others to restrain him. Okay. Who the fuck is that guy? Uh, I don't know. This motherfucker. Yeah, that guy's got yeah. Yeah. everything. Yeah. So the group held Karakafi down while attempting to handcuff him and place the violent, quote, violent prisoner restraining device on his legs, which it doesn't even tell me what that is. It's a violent prisoner restraining device. So is it like leg chains? Maybe? Yeah, it probably locks your yeah. limbs, your arms, and your... So you're it's not able to it's a fucking else. chastity belt. I don't know. <laughs> Dog the Bounty Hunter uses zip ties. I don't know why they don't have that. Well, they didn't have... They pain, weren't using those back guns then. And zip ties, man. You remember zip ties back when we were a kid? They'd break on everything. Yeah. Nowadays, true. those fuckers are huge. I know. I got a set out in my... Did I ever show you those ones I have in the garage? Well, they make them like, what, two inches wide? Dude, I've yeah, got some yeah. that are probably... I think the ones out there are, what, two foot long? Yeah. And they're about two inches wide. I, when you bought them at the store, was the I like, are you uh, a serial killer? <laughs> I just looked at him and said, and walked away. <laughs> that was it. Just winked at him like, all right. So, yes, I'm on a list. Like I wasn't before. Yeah. Anyway, sure. while police were waiting for paramedics to arrive, the officers observed that Karakoffi was no longer breathing. Sounds similar to anything recent, fellas. Yes, unfortunately. They assisted paramedics in performing CPR on Karakoffi, but could not revive him. He was pronounced dead at the hospital a short time later. But the story does not end there. Oh, good. The circumstances surrounding Karakoffi's death were questioned during the next few weeks. Good. It was not learned until afterward that Karakoffi had been diagnosed with a medical condition two years prior, a neurological problem possibly resulting from a wrestling-related injury that caused seizures and made him appear to be sleepwalking. You know, CTE. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, thank you, is a progressive brain condition that's thought to be caused by repeated blows to the head and repeated episodes of concussions. It's mainly associated with contact sports such as boxing and American football. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when you guys hear about CTE, wrestling, wrestling, uh, the American, yeah, our football. Yeah, anything that requires like anything where you're getting hit in the head. Yeah, 
That's the, it. The boxing, brain, MMA, all that shit. The yeah. brain was not meant to be juggled around inside <laughs> of Fuck, your skull. Fuck no, it's not. It was not created for that. Have you ever seen some of these old, like older like um, um, boxers that were like badass mm-hmm. and, and they go to talk and now they're like, yeah, I'll see my back. I hit him one time. Right. Because you know what? Well, it's like, pudding like, inside there. That's Mike, what Mike it is. Tyson. Dude, so right. It's your, pudding. <clears throat> your head. Okay. Imagine you have a skull, right? Inside. I, wait, hold on. I have to imagine that I have a skull. You imagine you have a skull. Okay. <laughs> Inside that skull is your brain. Correct. The only thing holding it in place is your cerebral column, which connects to your spine. And then there's brain fluid around it. That's it. So when you jolt forward, your brain goes... That's called a concussion. Yep. It's yes. just, yeah, it's not good. And it can happen easily. Your yep. dumbass brother and playing soccer all the damn time had like eight of them. Yeah. And he has a fucking plate in his head. Yeah. And then you start tattooing your face and you start <laughs> in the hangover. And, and I'm an island boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's what happened to them? Oh, God, I love this part. They definitely were dropping their head as Oh, I don't like those guys. Nope. So anyway, the CTE thing, yeah, that's what they're saying. It's mainly associated, again, with the contact sports. And the Karakoffee family was given little information from a Authorities regarding the death of their son. They learned from Gerald Minich, uh, director of Minich Funeral Home in Hagerstown, who described their son's injuries that Neil Karakoffi had sustained, quote, a possible broken nose, swelling around his eyes, and a bruise on the back of his head. Okay, well, obviously, they were beating the shit out of him, right. trying to get him to subdue, you know what I mean? Ah, Karakoffi's father did not initially hold Ocean City Police liable for the death of his son. He was told by a Maryland state police investigator and a friend who was a state trooper at the Berlin police barracks that his son had hit his head on a vending machine as he was running from the police. Well, yeah. When he I mean, died, it could be. Could be and everybody saw him doing that, right? Yeah. Like, everyone saw him freaking, ah, yeah. when, you, when you dive seven <laughs> stories down, I mean, it makes sense. Right. Right. And we don't know if he landed right. any of those. You right. know what I mean? He could have landed on his fucking neck. Right. Exactly. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like, we don't know what happened there. And we're not trying to make fun of somebody's no, death. So don't go. No, they know that. We're not doing this world culture shit. Everybody in 2022. knows that. No, nope. no, everybody knows we're, that. We're, we're not, not making fun of his actual death. It's it super sucks. I'm just saying, like, it would be magnificent uh, to actually see him do this entire thing. Yep. Just not die. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, if you were at a hotel and you saw this happening, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> Following him around, like, well, except nowadays it'd be on TikTok the next fucking day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so um, basically, the family believed that the responding police officers, uh, three of whom were temporary. See, uh, seasonal patrolmen, so they weren't even like full-time cops. They're like auxiliary, right? Officers. They were inexperienced and had overreacted due to Neil Karakoffi's size. Again, big guy. Yeah. In an article from the Washington Post, shortly after the incident, a woman who said she was staying at the hotel and witnessed the incident said Karakoffi quote didn't yell back or attack, but refused to lay down and kept running around. Okay, so what do you do? Right. You know what I mean? You you obviously can't let this huge. But naked guy. I mean, you obviously don't go LAPD on their ass and start whipping his ass. These guys, I think, just didn't know what to do. So the woman who spoke on the condition that her name not be used said she believes that officers put something resembling a dog collar around Karakoffi's neck just before he became unconscious. Quote, there were at least 10 of them on top of him, she said. When they were finished, he was unconscious. Mm -hmm. It took 10 police officers to subdue this guy. That's crazy. That's what? Yeah. You know how many it would take yeah. to subdue me? Half of one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be like, yeah. throw a shoe at me and I'd be knocked down. They pull their gun on, you'd be like, <laughs> right. <It's open. laughs> yeah. You wouldn't even need to do that. Yeah. Just mention you're going to do that. Yeah. Whatever you need me to do, sir. 
City spokesman Jay Hancock said he had, quote, not heard about anything being placed around Kerry Coffey's neck at all. He said officers are trained to use a baton to strike someone in their extremities. The witness also said police officers did not attempt to revive Karakoffi by giving him CPR, contradicting police statements that officers had done so. So in other words, the witnesses are around, are around there right. saying they didn't try to revive him. So here he is, passed out, not breathing, and what, these guys are just standing around? Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, think about the situation, though. If you're, right. you're wrestling a jacked-up giant, right, your job is to control this monster. Right. And all the adrenaline running and, like, the anger and the, you know, the heat of the moment is the first thing going to be in your head that you want to revive this guy well, as soon as he's so down. Much, not even so much that. <laughs> you know um, what I mean? Imagine, imagine the adrenaline, the, the the lack of training. You're standing around like, oh, yeah. my God, I just fucking wrestled this fucking behemoth of a guy. And the last thing you're thinking is, oh, my God, is he still breathing? I mean, you he jumped I mean? the flight of stairs. But, but hold on a second. <laughs> right. But then you shouldn't be in that position. Okay. Yeah. Period. You shouldn't be there because your job is to. But this is kind of an anomaly, though. Right. It's an yeah. anomaly, and they're unprepared, and these are seasonal guys. I get it, but again, those guys, it's 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 negligence, hundred yeah. percent. Because like, let's just say this guy was, let's just say half the size. He was my size, and I was doing the same thing. Okay. Well, yeah, because then it would take one or two guys to pin you down, and then okay. Would... But let's just say I was hopped up on something and like meth or speed well, or yeah. whatever, whatever the shit is that these kids are doing nowadays that make them fucking crazy, and it takes like eight people to fucking knock them down. That's and a, that's a different drug. That shit's fucked up. <clears throat> well, whatever it is, <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. like your job as a police officer is to protect and serve, right? Right. So protect is the first part of that. Right. So he, whether he is crazy and going off and doing anything, so far we know. In this right now, he hasn't hurt anybody else. Right. He put that one officer up against the thing or whatever, but and wasn't listening. But he, it's not like he's going around fucking punching. Yeah, right. but back then, witnesses back then in the nineties, the minute you touched an officer, it's over. I, I, I get that. I get listen. Because that was that old school mentality. Let's subdue you know him. I mean? Let's yeah. get and, and listen. That's the second it, he's knocked out, he's done. Right. Yeah. But make sure he's okay. <laughs> you know, because yeah. if not, your ass is in trouble. You know, I'm just saying, like, if I was the police officer and I witnessed all this shit and jumped on this guy with everybody, he'd else, been shot. Well, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, he was anywhere else in the United States. That and we finally got him down. Like, Jeff would have been like, well, I put one sh warning shot in his ass. And, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would not. The first thing in my mind would not be. Oh, I need to revive this guy. The first thing in my mind would be like, what the fuck just happened? That's my And point. you'd have to come down from that, then that adrenaline high. then approach the situation. I, I understand that, but at some point in time though, like you you have to you have to gather yourself enough. It's somebody there, whether it's there 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 had to have been somebody there. Yeah. To take control of the situation. Well, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be a supervisor or lieutenant. Correct. And we had a sergeant be, there. That yeah. sergeant, 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 I can't pronounce B. his last name. B. Yeah. yeah. He should have been in control of the situation Correct, and been yeah. like, hey, you get your shit together, check and make sure he's okay. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? And the other downside is, too, we we weren't there, so we don't know the 100% specifics right, on it. Right, right, so right. And it, this been, all conjecture. Right. There like, could have been a, a shit ton of fucking civilians standing around, like, freaking out that this big ass dude was, like, you know, getting beat on or whatever. And they're trying to calm them down at the same time, too. So, it, yeah, it, we weren't it, there, so we don't know. Yeah. yeah. It could be a, a million ten different things. Right. So the autopsy ruled the cause of death was heart disease. Combined with the ingestion of drugs and alcohol. Juicing. Also sounds familiar to something else that took place recently. Hmm. Very similar. Hmm. Just saying. Hmm. A toxicology report found the presence of uh, ephedrine, gamma hydroxybutyrate, anabolic steroids, and ethanol in his system. Yeah, that's a... There you go. 
That's, okay. a, that's a mixture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That puts you in the matrix. Yeah. The fan- <laughs> <laughs> sure. that, that is the red pill. Don't, don't <laughs> that's what I was going to say. And that's what's in the red pill, folks. <laughs> yeah. The family would challenge this ruling, though, as they believed he was perfectly healthy and that the po- uh, police used excessive force, which caused his death. A year after Karakoffi's death, his parents were still unable to find out the details of what occurred that night. The family's Baltimore attorney, Gerald... Um, Gerald Reuter believed his clients were being stonewalled by law enforcement. So the, they, uh, the family began their own investigation. On June 2nd, 1998, Karakoffi's parents filed a $350 million federal lawsuit Jesus. against the Ocean City Police Department, claiming that their son had died due to police brutality. The case was heard in U.S. District Court in Baltimore. Gerald Reuter, an attorney for the Karakoffi family, the guy we just mentioned, claimed that the officers, quote, jumped on him and knocked him down and emptied several cans of pepper spray into his face, causing him to suffocate to death. It was further claimed that their use of nightsticks and pepper spray to subdue Neil Karakoffi was unnecessary and constituted excessive force. Among those named in the lawsuit included former Mayor Roland F. Powell, Police Chief David Massey, and 13 Ocean City police officers charged with wrongful death, excessive force, inadequate training and supervision of police and false arrest. The case was dismissed by judge Frederick Smalkin, who believed the officers had appropriately responded. The ruling was upheld by the fourth U S circuit court of appeals on April 1st, 2002, concluding that the officers had never resorted to deadly force. Pretty fucked up. I mean, mean, though, is it though? I mean, mean, technically again, is it justified when you put a knee on someone's neck? Say what? When you put a knee on someone's neck? Correct. Is, is that justified? Right. No. Yeah. I mean, well, see, here's the thing, though. And this is, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to put myself out here for a second. Um, a, this situation we're talking about right here, it's inexperienced people. And I do believe the chief of police should be at least somewhat liable. 100%. Maybe not for, like, total death. Maybe knock it down to, I don't know, if, uh, not even manslaughter. But he, he, something should be paid to the family because they should have been more prepared for yeah, situations like this situation a little bit better okay right so that's that but there's a lot of these fucking police um uh the, the what do you call them the the, the police outfits the what do you call well, I, I can't uniform no like the people not outfit not, not, <laughs> was not like, the wait, literal like, meaning of is outfit. that the, the easiest word you're looking for there? the department <laughs> division yeah <laughs> that's not the one i was looking for i'm saying like uh um you know, that, police forces. That's what I was yeah. looking at. They all have like, um, you know, little their own thing. So if you as a police officer are trained to, I hate to say this, but unfortunately put a ne- uh, your knee on someone's neck yeah. and that's considered a, a form of controlling somebody. It's not. R- right, right. It's not. But, but Nowhere if, in the logbook doesn't say that. But if it does for them, mm. then that should be on their ass. Correct, yeah. Right, you yeah. know what I mean? Because back in the 90s, maybe that was what they trained their officers to do. So, yeah, it makes sense. But, right. yeah, no. no yeah. yeah. So, no. yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Anyway, who knows? It's insane. You know, we'd like to know if you guys thought it was justified, if that sounds justified, or if it's just more of police bullshit like we talked about mm-hmm. in the oh, the Jennings 8 one last week. Man, dude, I was, was I don't rough. know, oh, I was upset. <laughs> you did a good job, by the way. And I, very well, thank you. But I was good. here by myself and nobody here to like calm me down. And I'm like throwing shit. Or to vent to yourself. Seriously, I'm in here by myself like motherfuckers. You know what I mean? All right. So next up is one of the more prominent wrestlers we're going to talk about. He started out as the Blue Angel, Ooh. which transformed him into the Blue Blazer. Oh, I know this guy. The character that first brought him success. He is none other than the legendary Owen Hart. 
This is another one that's been covered a ton, but we wanted to talk about it because some of us here at the train remember watching this happen live. And I was one of those. Yeah, I saw it too. And wait, this is, oh, I was a huge, huge fan of the Hart Foundation, Owen Hart, all those guys. Brett the Hitman, his brother. Brett the Hitman, um, um, uh, Jim the Anvil, Neidhart, like all those guys. I was a big, 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 big fan of all of them. So, um, so a member of the Hart wrestling family, he was born in Calgary, Alberta, so Canada, the youngest of 12 children mm, of Stampede Wrestling promoters, Stu and Helen Hart. Stu Hart is a legend, all right, like absolute legend. If you look up Stu Hart, the, the, the dude is just, he bred pro wrestlers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what he did. Just amazing. Among other accolades, Owen was a one-time USWA Unified World Heavyweight Champion, a two-time WWF Intercontinental Champion, a one-time WWF European Champion, and a four-time WWF World Tag Team Champion, as well as the 1994 WWF King of the Ring. Jeez. Kid was killing it. Yeah. Ah, he's awesome. He headlined multiple pay-per-view events for the WWF and was widely regarded as one of the company's best in-ring performers. And if you've never seen him in action... The guy was an absolute specimen in the ring. And when I say that, I don't mean... Uh, uh, listen, everyone knows that, um, quote-unquote, um, wrestling is pre-scripted. Yeah. A lot of people call it fake. Okay. It's inter- it's sports entertainment now, right? So I saw a video of a guy who... Um, <clears throat> guy was at a bar, and this other guy was, like, talking about, you know, WWE or whatever, and he was an actual WWE wrestler. I don't remember who he was, though. It was like recent. That was like in the last like three or four years. And the guy goes, it's all fake. And he goes, really? You think it's fake? Let me show you one of the slap moves we do. And the dude literally was like, all right, that's fine. Go for it. It's not going to hurt. Dude literally fucking open handed him, smacked him on his fucking chest. Oh, like yeah. They normally do. And the guy literally took his shirt off and showed the the imprint of his hand was raised. Like literally like he got five starred. And he was like, yeah, that's what we do on a daily basis. So once again, talking about our friend Ray Rowe, who mm-hmm. is a pro wrestler. You know, people used to always, you know, oh, it's fake or whatever. When he was doing the indie circuit or stuff, I remember him. Yeah, uh, there was a guy that uh, Jeff probably remembers. Um, his name is Greg. Um, he used to promote. And, oh, and yeah. Book shows. <laughs> yeah. But one day he was kind of being cocky or whatever. And, and Ray's like, hey, man, you know, everyone talks about how it's fake or whatever. He's like, let me let me give you just one shot. Reached over and freaking dude, it sounded like I mean, I can't even do the sound. It sounded like a gunshot went off <laughs> and hit, it swelled up on his chest. You could see his handprint on his chest. And when when people say it's fake, it's pre-scripted. Okay, yes, they have guys that come in and they design how it's supposed to go. But if you are not on your shit, that's how people die. Mm-hmm. That's how people get broken necks. They get broken bones. They get sent, mm-hmm. you know, sent to the hospital, whatever it is, if you're not doing what needs to be done. Didn't Hogan get like dropped on his head or some shit like that? A bunch of guys a did. Freaking Undertaker got fucked up really hard. Oh, yeah. Like, he got really bad. There was a there, dude, uh, Stone Cold. He broke his neck. Yeah, oh, they shit. all have. Yeah, Stone Cold had his neck broken. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, somebody was doing a pile driver on him and didn't like uh, do it like all the, the right way. And when he landed, and it was in the match, and he got up and actually finished the match. Holy shit. I think it was. Broken fucking neck. That's a bad I think Undertaker's his shoulder, like his arm dislocated. He was on Rogan's podcast a while, cut like a year ago, and I listened to the episode, and he was saying how he had to go through like two or three years of surgery, and that's why he ultimately retired, because his arm will never 
like stay in its socket ever again. They have it like Dude, it's just basically hanging That's like there. the fucking owner I was talking about. He went to jump into the ring or whatever. And I remember if it was his knees that blew out that gate the same moment or if it was his hamstrings that just like separated from the fucking I, leg. I, know, I vaguely know what you're talking <clears throat> he, about. He jumped into the ring and then he just kind of sat there. He was supposed to get up and like fight whoever the fuck he was talking to. Yeah, and that, that might have been McMahon. I it think that was been. McMahon, yeah. yeah. But these, uh, again, these guys... So when I when I say you have to watch them as far as a like a specimen of being able to do the moves yeah. and being able to work with somebody really well, I, I could never do it. I could never I could never ever and I'm not talking about getting hit and, and anything like that. I'm talking about doing what like like the choreography for yeah, it. like him yeah. and Ray Mysterio and 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 uh, uh, back in the day uh, the Hitman and stuff. Those guys were amazing oh dude they were going off of ladders like eight foot aluminum ladders in the ring and doing backflips on the way they would work with each other and all of a sudden they get someone in a hold and then they take that hold and they flip and they do all this other stuff like it was in it's just crazy so this guy he was coming up and he was just he was one of the best he really was one of the best so anyway he was regarded again as one of the best in ring performers and you really got to check him out if you get a chance just go look online or whatever and you can find out more about all this stuff too there's a uh really cool um documentary called dark side of the ring which talks about oh, like think, a lot yeah. of really tragic shit that happened in wrestling or whatever it's pretty it's pretty awesome so if you get a chance um so on uh may 23rd 1999 hart fell to his death in kansas city missouri during the over edge paper uh, pay-per-view event Hart was in the process of being lowered via harness and a grapple line into the ring from the rafters of kemper arena for a booked intercontinental championship match against the godfather you guys remember the godfather yeah he's a guy that was like a pimp yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's been a bunch of different characters. In uh, keeping with the Blazers' new, uh, quote, buffoonish superhero character, you know, the Blue Blazer, he began a dramatic entrance, being lowered to just above ring level. Mm-hmm. At that time, he would act entangled, then release himself from the safe, safety harness and fall flat on his face for co- a comedic effect, obviously. You know what I mean? So just so you know, he fell 78 feet. Yes. Jeez. From where he was being hung uh-huh. in the rafters. 78 feet. Hitting the mat was 78 feet. He so you fell. would say that's like going down seven flights of stairs. Yeah. Well, yeah, but straight down. Yeah. Oh, God damn. And not on your own. <laughs> not on your own, <laughs> not your own will. Yeah. 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 And from what, if, if I'm not mistaken, from that the documentary, The Dark Side of the Ring, um, the people that were doing the, uh, the rigging or whatever, yeah. they were like new and they had like new clips and stuff. They weren't like their normal guys who did it or whatever. Yeah, You've been to Cedar Point, right? Yes. You remember the blue streak, that old roller coaster? Yeah, like, that first like hill. Yeah. That first hill's a hundred feet. So shy thirty feet of that. That's how far he fell down. Goddamn. Yeah, <laughs> it was the top of the arena, dude. It was insane. Yeah, that's but crazy. For him to do this thing and pull it off and make it look cool, he had to have a quick release mechanism. Right. Okay. It was an elaboration on a Blue Blazer stunt done previously on Sunday Night Heat before Survivor Series in 1998. While being lowered into the ring, Hart fell again. Oh. 78 <laughs> feet, or for our more smarter people out there, 24 meters. <laughs> Mark, yeah. Smarter. Yeah, more smarter. You got yeah. that? Who's the guy from Australia? What's his name? Chris. Chris. It's 24 meters, mate. No, it's tw- 24 meters. It's 24 ah, <laughs> meters, mate. The dingo fell <laughs> 28 and meters. fuck the emus. <laughs> uh, so he landed, unfortunately, chest first on the top rope, approximately a foot from the nearest turnbuckle, throwing him into the ring. And there's, you can, if, if, I, not that I want you guys to do this, but you can actually find some of the footage. Oh, there's a video. Yeah. yeah. And that, I was just watching it. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up with the blood on the ring and stuff like that. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's fucked up, but it gets more fucked up. All right. So Hart had performed the stunt only a few times before. Hart's widow, Martha, has suggested that Hart 
unintentionally triggered an early release by moving around to get comfortable with both the harness and his cape because the blue blazer had this cape that he came in. Yeah. Television viewers did not see the incident. Okay. Instead, a pre-taped vignette was being shown on the pay-per-view broadcast and on the monitors in the darkened arena during the fall. A vignette, by the way, is a, a uh, any piece of vi- uh, video footage featuring characters or events shown to the audience for entertainment or edification. That's when they're in the locker room and they're like, right. Brutus the Baba Beefcake, right. I'm coming for you. <laughs> That's right. Dude, I used to love Brutus the Baba Beefcake. <laughs> He's one of I, We actually talk about him a little bit in here, too. He had the, the barber shop where guys would come yeah. in and talk and then they end up Those fighting. big scissors. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that's basically what it is. So it, uh, it's usually meant to introduce a debuting character, get a wrestler, you know, over. They call it be, getting over before their TV wrestling debut or signify an impending return. So, in other words, yeah, whenever you see, you know, the guy sitting there like back in the day was mean Gene Okerlund. He's like, and tell me about what's going to happen today. Like, Listen here, brother. They're <laughs> coming it, out here. and I'm going to kick him right in the dick. <laughs> you know? Then it became a soap opera. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, later yeah. on, because then it was like they're, they're running is. through the parking lot is. and they're coming out of vans and jumping each it other. Still and, is. Yeah. yeah. I used to watch that, but it was like with the, uh, they always would like try and bring in like the females of the wrestling arena or whatever. And yeah, yeah it was always. Um, so the new one out now is, by the way, WWE mm-hmm. is really doing really bad. It's never uh, going to be good again because of yeah. UFC. Why? Why would anybody watch wrestling? Well, like watch UFC. Which have you is seen? Real, um, right. Have you seen AEW yet? No. AEW is basically kind of like what uh, ECW was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 uh, what was the other one? Um, the one the, the Monday Night Wars or whatever. So it was WWE and uh, with the NWO and stuff. Yeah. Was that that wasn't ECW? TNT Nitro. But who was that? And why can I think of that outfit now? Shit. <laughs> There's ECW. Yeah. ECW was the extreme, right? Yeah. It was NWO, the New World Order. That right. was that, that was, a, was Hulk Hogan. That was that that their, their the name on the show. But what was the name of that? It wasn't. Oh, my God. Justin Kowalczyk right now. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's freaking out right now. <laughs> he's yelling at yeah. his fucking. <laughs> anyway, so the new AEW is kind of along those lines, like uh, Julio, my masseuse. And dare I say that? <laughs> Hi, Julio. If you're listening out there, he is a huge fan of that shit. And you have a masseuse? I do have a masseuse. Get out of here. I do. You can have one, too, if you'd like. Look at you, snooty. I know. No, he's I'm awesome. going to go see my masseuse. <laughs> my sciatic is he's acting awesome. up. No, my back's fucked. So, yes, he he definitely, he's awesome. And he's very reasonably priced. And he'll go wherever. And he's just a good dude. Anyway. He'll go wherever. You've ever yeah. seen a grown man naked? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, Julio. Anyway. So, afterward, while medical personnel worked on Owen Hart inside the ring, the live events broadcast showed only the audience. Okay. So, cameras were viewing the audience, not the actual ring right meanwhile wwf at the time now wwe television announcer jim ross you guys know jim ross he's the guy that had the stroke and his face is all fucked up he had the cowboy hat yes always the glasses yeah Yeah. uh repeatedly told those watching live on pay-per-view tv that what had just transpired was not a wrestling angle or storyline and that owen hart was hurt badly emphasizing the seriousness of the situation jim ross would later say in an interview quote being at ringside the night he fell and announcing live on air that he had died was the toughest thing I ever did. To this day, I've still never seen the tape. I was pretty numb. Everyone was in shock that night. I still have nightmares about it. Owen was a warm-hearted, as warm-hearted as any human being I have ever known. He loved to laugh, and he loved to make other people laugh. He had a great spirit, a good soul, and a good heart. Fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. And he was young, too. You know what I mean? 
young and you come from this prestigious family and you're just you're trying to just you're trying to make your 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 nut you know what i mean as a as a wrestler and it's a hard fucking job man guys back in the day who were trying to become uh professional wrestlers they would literally drive um six eight ten hours to make 25 dollars and get beat up in a fucking ring and they live in their cars undertaker lived in his car for years just because they're trying to build themselves up you're building up your character who you are you know what I mean? Right. So these guys come to, obviously he probably had a little bit more of a hand up because of his family. Unless you're the dollar bill kid. The dollar bill kid? Yeah. Is that is that a thing? I don't know. That's who you should be, though. You should be the dollar bill kid. <laughs> dollar, dollar bill, y'all. I sleep on this pile of money. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that sounds like uh, the million dollar man. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Ted DiBiase, yeah, 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 man. Right. I forgot about that. Dude, I'm loving this episode only because I get to fucking my full yeah. nerd. I swear to God, I've got a nerd boner like crazy right now. <laughs> so five months before his tragic death, Owen Hart opened up to slam wrestling about his desire to soon leave wrestling. So he was actually thinking about getting the fuck out. When my quote, when my contract is up, I'm out of wrestling. I've made plans. I've been smart with my fiscal affairs. Financially, I'll be set. I really want to devote a lot of time to my family. I've bought some property on a lake. I plan on doing a lot of boating and fishing. I want to continue to stay in shape. And who knows? I might do 10 weeks a year in Japan. It's a wrestling in Japan. Right. Because, dude, it's huge. Everything is bigger in Japan. It's fucking Music, huge. Music. Oh, yeah. tours over there. It's like, huge. Well, isn't fucking wrestling, like, it's still super huge in, like, Mexico and shit like that That's as well, a too. Firestorm? Is it Firestorm Pro or whatever? That's the, the Japan wrestling, I think. Oh, oh, really? I thought that was a local thing around here. Maybe it is. <laughs> I don't know. We'll know. We'll know when oh, this we'll, airs. Yeah, we'll, we'll hear about it for sure. Yeah, it's uh, down there, though. It's the um, the Luchadors. Yeah. Yeah, which they brought up here, which was uh, Rey Mysterio and those guys. And Jack Black. Don't yeah. forget about him. The, oh, my God. What a horrible movie. Nacho! <laughs> oh, Davey, son of a bitch. Where are you? So he goes on to say something just uh, uh, something just to motivate me, uh, motivate me to keep me in shape, keep involved a little bit, but not have to deal with the politics, the right. pressures that are so intense right now. I've paid my dues for 12 years now. If I continue for five more, that's 17 years working at a pretty hard clip. Damn. I think that at that point, my family, my wife and my kids have been compromised enough. I would like to kind of just disappear from wrestling fans and stuff. I don't want to forget the fans and what they've done. They supported me and, and and stuff, but at the same, it's a quote, sorry. But at that same time, I'd like to just, I don't want to be hanging on like one of those wrestlers who's 60 years old saying, I, uh, Hey, I'm a wrestler. Let it go. Make your money out of it and get on going out and performing. It's an art. I'd like fans to remember me as a guy who would go out and entertain them, give them quality matches, not just the same old garbage every week in quote, end quote. So, I mean, that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? What? Just giving me the so, stink eye right now. I just Googled that Firestorm Pro. Uh-huh. That's uh, JC's. He's credited for it, and yeah. it's from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. That was he his... created it. Yeah, that was his thing. But it's big. It's like a big thing now. Is it really? Yeah. Well, good on you, JC. And he's credited for it. Look and it says, him. from Cleveland, Ohio, JC. That's awesome. Huh. Wow. I haven't talked to that dude in forever. That's crazy. Listen, if you want to talk about a fucking wrestling fanatic. Oh, yeah. That guy knows that. Oh, my God. We should have had him on the freaking show. I didn't yeah. even think about it. Oh, my God. JC, yeah, he's out there doing this thing. Good for him. So there was a lot of controversy over the incident over with Owen Hart here. One of the main things that people talked about was how they went on with the show that night after the fall. They literally, the fall happened. They had the vignette or whatever. And did I, did I call it a vignette earlier? Yeah. <laughs> it's a vignette. Sorry. Anyway, and then they rushed out to clean the fucking ring and then went on with the show. I mean, because it, it was a pay-per-view. I was going to say, it's a pay-per-view. And event. fucking... 
turd burglar Vince McMahon didn't want to lose fucking money, even though one of his best wrestlers just fucking died on that ring. Imagine being the wrestlers that have to go out after that. Uh, th- th- if you watch that documentary, they talk about that going out there, looking down and seeing the blood stain. Yeah. How do you do that? How? Ah, fuck you, Vance. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So many people were upset that they would actually do this. Vince McMahon would say of the decision, uh, quote, knowing Owen as the performer he was, it is my belief that he would have wanted the show to go on. Ah, such a cop out. They right. always use that, man. I didn't know if it was the right decision. I just guessed that it was what Owen would want, end quote. This is bullshit and just shows the kind of person McMahon was in my personal fucking opinion. Scrooge McDuck. Fuck you, bruh. <laughs> Referee Jim Corder, uh, Corderas, who uh, Hart almost landed on, by the way, like he was in oh, the could ring. You if that would have happened. He was in the ring. So my only thing is, though, if he would have landed on him, do you think he would have survived? No, they both would have died. You think they for both sure? would have died? Oh, yeah. 78 feet, dude. Yeah. That's pancakes. Yeah, he would have been dead as well. Yeah. Ah, damn. For sure. Like that's. I think that'd be like a buffer for, for, for him. I mean, maybe if he was expecting it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're looking hey, up, like I got you, God, man, I got you, bro. <laughs> but this is a little ass referee. And this guy's probably, I don't know. I think yeah. Owen Hart was probably, he was probably around six foot, maybe like jacked, like two, two twenty. He was maybe? like a medium jacked. Yeah. Okay. Maybe 200 tops. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, he was a big but guy. It don't matter. It yeah. don't matter how big you are. If you're yeah. falling 70 yeah. feet, man, For you got sure. inertia. You hit terminal, terminal velocity. Yeah. If point, a, ba- yeah. a 50 pound bag of t- uh, potatoes. Mm-hmm. Dropping on you from 78 feet, mm-hmm. you're dead. You think? Absolutely. Or you're, you're eating tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the uh, uh, Jimmy Coderis, uh, who Hart almost landed on, the referee here, would uh, go on to say, quote, it's easy for us to say afterward, uh, well, the, the show should have stopped. I was kind of on the fence with that. I kind of liken it a, a little bit to a NASCAR race where the race continues even after a tragic accident. Right. Again, it's a tough call. I'm just glad I'm not the one who had to make that call, I bet. Mm -hmm. So there were lawsuits filed by Hart's wife against the WWE and the Harness Company. A settlement was reached with the WWE for $18 million, which doesn't seem like enough to me, but whatever, which his wife used much uh, of to set up the Owen Hart Foundation. What is enough, though? Let me ask you that. Uh, I'm not playing devil's advocate. I'm just curious what in your mind, what is enough for something like that? What would be enough? Say I were to die from a a horrific accident like that. Yeah, and you you sued. Mm -hmm. To be honest. Sue for it wouldn't. Uh, there's no money that would be enough, in my opinion. Agreed. I had a buddy of mine who uh, who who has a uh, a good friend who whose wife unfortunately did some stupid shit and ended up going to prison. Um, had a oh, hold on. You can't just go glance over that. <laughs> you can't say something like that on this show and then just expect us not to ask why. Awesome fucking story, kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you don't have to say names, but I have to know what happened. Um, what had happened? You so fictitious names. What, what, what happened was, yeah. Lucy Lou and this guy, <laughs> not Lucy Lou Sargent, but uh, is that uh, her name really? No, her oh. name's uh, I think it was like. No, don't say it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Anyways, call so, her Bridget. We'll call her Bridget. Bridget? Yeah, because she unless her name is actually Bridget, then no. Do that. No, that's okay. Not. Anyway, go ahead. Um, but anyways, she um, she was dealing petty drugs and got picked up for a little more than just a petty amount. And so she was dealing drugs drugs and got picked up with like a good amount of of, of like weed or are we talking like coke, uh, hard hard stuff. Yeah, heroin. Yeah, worse. Meth, like fentanyl, and shit like that. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. But no. she didn't do any of that shit herself. But at the time, <laughs> well, that makes it all better. It makes it better. Yeah, she wasn't doing it. The reason why it's I say a that. mine officer, I swear. <laughs> yeah, the reason friend. I say Listen, that, I just deal it. I don't do it. <laughs> reason I say that she was pregnant at the time, and she got sent to prison. Well, it's good she wasn't doing it then. Correct. 
Okay. Um, but she got sent to prison, and uh, unfortunately, she was in her cell and grabbed one of like the CEOs or whatever and was like, hey, my water broke. I need to go to the hospital or whatever so I can have a baby. Officers didn't fucking think anything of it. They were like, man, eh, whatever. You're just fucking pulling our leg or whatever. You just stay there. Um, eventually, it went on for almost like 10 hours, and she ended up hemorrhaging because of it, Ugh. and baby died. Oh. And oh. Yeah. And uh, her husband, boyfriend, whatever at the time, refused to sue because he was like, there's no amount of money that will replace the loss of my own kid that I didn't even get a chance to. Meet. Yeah, no, there's no, to me, there, there needs to be, okay. First and foremost, those let's just say hypothetically that I was in that situation. I was the boyfriend. Um, all of those people that work there, the, the security guys or whatever, fire them. Oh, hundred percent. I want gone. If you, if you, if, if you don't want me to go to court and sue your ass for whatever, just for this, for, for the mere satisfaction of getting the money, not that I want the money because the money doesn't matter. It's more of a, it's, it's change how you're doing things. So let change, me, let get me them touch. the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Let me touch on that. When, so I worked obviously as a corrections officer for a little while. Um, he says, obviously, like we all know that. Well, I mean, yeah, it's only been seven. Like, <laughs> where's your gun? Show. Where's your gun? <laughs> he's like uh, it's actually in my pocket but i'm not gonna show it oh. <laughs> anyways so um when when you are on the job and you're working with inmates if someone just says in the most jokingly way possible man i want to kill myself first thing you have to do is lock it down they go on a 24-hour watch they get locked down a ceo gets pulled off of their, what their duty is they go in ag seg right yeah they yeah. yeah they go into a fucking cell and they're constantly watched can't take your eye off them for any more than a fucking second to write down what the hell they're doing that's it and they're on that watch for 24 hours until you mean where somebody was supposed to be at and the cameras were turned off and oh you, you saw that they got written off of that right uh, who the the guys for epstein what happened the yeah. CEOs, they got written off of that. Uh-huh. Anyways, that's a bonus. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Gentlemen. Written off. What do you mean written off? What does that mean? Uh, all charges were dropped. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> After the coroner who came out and released that there was no way he was hung. He was strangled. Who? Because also, of the way that the vertebrae snapped in his neck, it's, it was impossible for him to be that he hung himself, which who, is the, the the story that everybody's going. What? The, the he coroner, was strangled from the, behind. The coroner. He he's no longer yeah. a coroner, right? The coroner disappeared, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, we have to do we have we have to do that. <laughs> I'm anyway. telling you, it's a good Dude, one. Oh my okay. God. Anyway, continue real but quick. But anyway, so when you are told something is going to happen that's serious or life threatening, you have to stop what you're doing. Open the cell door, pop them out, and they get fucking dropped down. You call a lieutenant, call a CEO, a white shirt, whatever the fuck you yeah, have to do. It's medical. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's 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 the that's the rules for someone to go. Yeah, you're fucking faking me. That right there, the entire fucking everybody should have got fired. Right yeah, there. for sure. Fucking yeah, everybody. That sucks. Because yeah, there's that's no training. That's people. Yeah, everybody. there's no amount of money to me in no, my opinion. At all. Oh, moving on here. <laughs> yep. Next up, we have Adolfo Bresciano. Is that how you say it? Bresciano. Well, that's a pretty dope ass name. Yeah, but you may know him better as Dino Bravo. Oh. And for all you hardcore wrestling fans out there, you know who Dino Bravo is, because I sure as hell do. After training under Gino Brito, he started his career in Montreal, another Canadian guy, in the Gosh. 1970s, working for Lute Internationale, or, or Lute. It's probably Lute. I'm just an Lute idiot. Internationale. Yeah, Lute, right? I don't know, but it's not, but that's Canada. So it'd be more like so it'd be French. <laughs> Lute, yeah, Lute, Lute International. Lute International. 
You see what I did there? You see how I, you see how I do that with a baby in my hand? I'm smoking a cigarette. We play hockey and we, we do the scraping of the circles and curling. the curls. That's do it. curling. Yeah, curling, sorry. I am brushing the eyes. You see how fast the ball moves? <laughs> uh, and listen, I, I do know because I see all the uh, the analytics or whatever. And I always see that we have, uh, you know, where our listeners are from. And we do have some French listeners. And I'm really sorry for that. <laughs> really? Are you though? Yeah, I apologize for that. Yeah. I mean, only because I feel like we well, just we did have doctor. French. <laughs> <laughs> we did have yes. Well, Dino became one of Canada's top professional wrestling stars, winning several major titles, including the Canadian International Heavyweight Championship six times, the NWA Canadian Heavyweight Championship, uh, the Toronto version, <laughs> and the NWA Mid Atlantic Tag Team Championship. He later signed with the World Wrestling Federation, which is now the WWE, mm-hmm. where as a partner to Dominic Danucci, he won the WWF World Tag Team Championship. He was also the sole holder of the WWF Canadian Championship before the title was abandoned in 1986. So the guy was, he was doing it awesome. It was good. Yeah, yeah, but is yeah. it, okay, here's a, here's a controversial question. Um, shocker. <laughs> yeah. Shocker. Justin, I want you to turn the volume down for about 15 seconds and turn it back up, okay? <laughs> but for Isn't Justin. this all predetermined, right? Because it's, we all know it's yes, an act. Yes. So, I mean, did he, you know what did it he is? Really but earn no, it, or on, did on, he? Was he the lucky one that got? So, what to determines earn it? that? Though? Hold on. So, okay, what determines it is is a your sellability. Do you have the charisma Wait, that we can that we can put the rock? You're right. like Stone Cold. Do you have the image? Like right. Ah, okay. Do you have that charisma? Merchandise. Can we sell <laughs> you and who you are? Got yeah. And then not only that, but do you have the moves? Okay. Do you are you a good wrestler? You know what I mean? So when, listen, the one thing Vince McMahon is not is stupid, mm-hmm. all right? So when he would sit there and he would mold these people like, you know, Hulk Hogan's of the world and stuff right, like that. Right. Hulk Hogan was the American brother. He, right. He was the American guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Everything. His theme song was, I am a real American. Right. And right. he would tell the kids, eat your vegetables and make sure you go to bed early, brother. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he was the American guy, you know? But he was also amazing in the ring, and he would have the crowds eating out of his hand. Even when he turned bad and became a heel mm-hmm. for the NWO, people still, I mean, it shocked everybody. Like, whoa, but he was still that guy. Right. You have to be able, that's what, um, that's what makes the champions and, and makes them want to push you because literally they can walk in and they have done it. They've made, um, what the fuck was his name? Uh, David Arquette. Um, yeah. They actually gave him the championship. Like he won, he quote unquote, quote unquote. And if you want to watch a really cool um, documentary, it's uh, you can't kill David Arquette, I think is what it's called. <laughs> okay. It's, it's awesome. And I love David Arquette. I think he's fucking amazing. Deputy Doofy. Yeah. So if you, if you watch, <laughs> If you watch him, uh, if you watch this thing or whatever, so basically what it was, though, it was a huge blemish okay. on the face of actual wrestling, and they hated him because of it. It pretty much just, like, ruined his entire life. Yeah. So then he decided he wanted to become a wrestler again to prove himself and actually show that he can actually wrestle. But they can walk over, and they can make a lamp the fucking champion if they want to. You know what I mean? But in order to make a real champion, whether it's a, the ladies' champion or a fucking tag team or whatever, it's about... You know, first of all, your charisma. Are you the type of person that can make people go, fuck yeah, he's athletic, he's got the look, he's charming, you know what I mean? So besides the athleticism, you're going to be the new conductor. 
Oh, a conductor. You're going to be the conductor for WWF. That's me. That's WWE. amazing. Yeah. You are, that's you. Yes, you shoot you. I'm coming for you. Shoot you, motherfucker. Coming to the ring. It's the conductor. <laughs> Listen here, brother. I know I don't have the muscle or the brawn, but God damn it, I'm sexy. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, Justin. Turn the volume back to right, normal Justin. level. Yeah, Justin, come back in. So anyway, that's pretty much all it is. Okay. But just, I'm sure Justin would agree with me though. Like, um, that's it, yes, it's predetermined, but there's a reason it's predetermined. I hope he doesn't. I hope he puts like a, a message on Facebook. He's like, "Fuck you guys." Thirty seconds. <laughs> it's real. I know it's real. <laughs> no, he's not, dude. He's not a dumb guy at all. He's he knows he knows what. But again, though, it's entertaining, man. And that's what it's that's what yeah. it's about. That's why it's you know world wrestling entertainment because it's entertaining. And maybe not to some people. Some people may hate it yeah some people are just like oh this is stupid or whatever but then they'll turn around and they'll watch like some dumbass show or fucking something well, on fucking uh mtv the reality it's the same yeah, thing the kardashians yeah i mean honestly if you watch ufc too i mean some of that's pretty much predetermined as well too well talking to the well the, the i don't better, know man some the of that and the shooters and stuff like that no, no no some of that shit like mcgregor breaking his fucking ankle and shit like that that's eh, a little different are you saying that wasn't real? That that wasn't scripted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to say I don't think so. Now, if you want to talk about scripted in like fighting stuff, now you can boxing. talk about um, oh, 100%. Jake the Paul. Mob. The mob used to rig boxing all the time. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They still do that to this day. Oh, you're yeah. gonna go in. You're gonna take nine punches. Right. You fall yeah. and hit the ground. That's right. Third round. Stars. You're going down. Because the house always wins in that a- aspect. So that's dude. Like, aren't we fucking getting uh, sports betting in Ohio here soon? Yes. That's gonna I change. Didn't see that. A little bit for like Ohio sports and stuff like that because that's going to change a little and bit. And we're now. getting legalized marijuana. Hopefully, oh hopefully it's decriminalized right You're now. You're allowed right? to have yeah, eight plants. Yeah, right now eight. Wait, as a eight as a person or as like someone? Hold a on a second. Let me let me rephrase this. <laughs> You're allowed to have eight plants, but yeah. not just for show. Eight. <laughs> 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 Someone's excited. So how many plants do you have? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Dino Bravo returned to the WWF in late 1986 with a new look. Ooh. He was now noticeably more muscular. And if you look up pictures of Dino Bravo, he was fucking huge. He got juiced. Yes. He got juiced. The guy at the gym's like, hey, uh, you want to uh, look a little better than Dino? <laughs> it's the Jersey Raccoon. Hey, he's got a little lunchbox. You want to stick these syringe in your butt? You know what I got in this lunchbox? Yeah, it's steroids. <laughs> it's steroids, fucker. Come on. Speaking of steroids, oh boy. a little sidetrack. Okay. Oh, okay. Another one? <laughs> Have you noticed uh, Bezos lately? There's a big controversy going on no, saying I that haven't. he's juicing. Really? If you look at a picture of Jeff Bezos from last year to right now, because he was just... The paparazzi got That's him on his Amazon yacht. the Amazon guy, right? Yeah. Bezos? All right. The paparazzi got him on his yacht, and he's fucking jacked. Like, he's standing there with no shirt on, and he's fucking ripped. He just got you, divorced, right? Yeah. And well, you, duh. <laughs> you don't get ripped ladies. that quick. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. Of course he's, he's juicing. He's got the money to juice. Yeah, too, but so. he's also single. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course. What happens every time a man or a woman, no, 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 no. the first thing you do is start working out to look better for you know the next person. You know what happened? I got it. I got it. Oh, I already boy. Hard to figure it out. So Jeff Bezos, alien symbiotes, recently just went to outer space, didn't he? Yep. And yeah. he comes back and he's gamma rays. Jacked. Gamma rays. This is another oh, bonus. God, dude. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so he also almost immediately, we're talking about Dino Bravo here, began bleaching his brown hair blonde. Oh, so when okay. you see him and he's got his blonde hair, again, did he buy a Corvette? <laughs> 
Uh, I'm sure he probably convertible. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Again, he was a heel and began working as part of Lu- uh, Luscious Johnny Valiant's stable with Greg the Hammer Valentine. Do you remember Greg the Hammer? Yeah, I, I don't. Do. Totally did not look like he belonged in the ring at I'm all. I'm gonna look him up right yeah, now. Yeah, he's he's he just had he's got like a dad bod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he had, he had this long blonde hair. Oh my god! Look at yeah. this. <laughs> That's that's Greg the Hammer Valentine. It's like a guy that would own like a chicken wing store yes, or restaurant. Yes, you know, yes. like, hey, come on down for my chicken who I, wings. That's yeah. why I feel like a uh, fucking Iceman is in the UFC. You know who I'm talking about? Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell used to be a badass. No, he, dude. Yeah. he still is a badass. Like he's that a badass dude with a bat with a dad. Oh, he's got a gut. Yeah, hundred percent. And he's yeah. fought with a gut off. Oh, he hand he the is time. he is literally every NASCAR um, lovers <laughs> UFC guy. Oh, hundred percent. That's Chuck Liddell. Only thing missing from him is the mullet. That's yeah. it. But he's a badass oh, though. Yeah, oh my. Yeah. Well, was I mean he's getting older now, but yeah. God, that dude was awesome. He doesn't even look tough, dude. Look at this picture, his promo <laughs> picture. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's he's Greg like, the Hammer Valentine. He's like, I got mild, I got super spicy, and I got hot. You want wings? I got them. Come on. In. Valentine wings. Yeah, that's Greg the Hammer. <laughs> Along with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Okay, that dude was and I love Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, he was cool. Was that his actual last name? Um, beefcake? No, probably not. <laughs> Does he give really good beef stew? <laughs> I probably not. I, I would I would highly doubt that his last I name is I now pronounce you beefcake. Mr. and Mrs. Beefcake. beefcake. <laughs> so Dino Bravo was known as more of a technical wrestler in his days of wrestling in Canada. He was actually really good, all right? Okay. Still with his strongman gimmick, his technical side was pushed into the background and his style changed to using power, you know, like brawling moves such as body slams, clotheslines, punches, kicks, and other power holds such as the bear hug. Oh, and you guys have all had a really strong hug from somebody. But can you imagine some big old juice dude taking you and cracking your dude, fucking chainsaw? Back? Dude, I would love that. Did it right to now. us on tour. Remember before oh, yeah. we go on stage, he would grab us and just juke it and yeah. you feel your whole spine just go. Yeah, hey, chainsaw. He was trying to kill us. As I'm pretty sure he was I trying to. I might need your help <laughs> back later. He's like, I want to play guitar. I want to be the one up there rocking out. Come here. If, if Fuck you, you Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be the new singer yeah. of Black House Superstars. Love you, chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Love you. So, in contrast, Dino's finishing move changed from an airplane spin to a sidewalk slam. Okay. Okay. Um, Bravo left the WWF and retired from wrestling following a European tour in April of 92. After retiring, he helped train wrestlers in Montreal. Of course, you know what I mean? That's what you do. After retiring from the WWF, Dino reportedly struggled to make ends meet. Uh, re- uh, related by marriage to Montreal mobster Vic Catroni, Dino became involved with crime in the criminal underground. I thought he started a band called uh, Fear Factory. <laughs> That's wrong Dino. Oh, wrong Dino. Wrong Dino. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I, 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 I like Dino a lot. He's a nice guy. Oh, Lynch, pig, holds with <laughs> Dino Cazares. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's an interesting fella. That's that another, he, that another bonus one of these days, too. Um, I'm going to keep not say anything. So, but why does he listen? Uh, I, I, maybe. Okay. Uh, we are, we are. Should I say your address? Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, <laughs> you can send all hate mail. <laughs> so, using his status as a wrestling celebrity, he smuggled and sold illegal cigarettes into Canada. That's awesome. Mainly to Aboriginals, and that was a big thing back in the day. Was like uh, smuggling cigarettes. That's pretty cool. Because I guess instead of back then spending I don't know thirty dollars on a fucking uh, a case of cigarettes, you can spend fifteen a, case, a carton. Curtain, whatever the fuck. I don't smoke. I don't know what a the fuck. Case. I don't know. Let me get a case of them Virginia Slims. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, beer comes in cases. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. That's a lot different. Beer doesn't come in cartons. Well, correct. Wait, hold on. Milk comes in cartons. Yeah. They used but there's to. not like 
like separate milk in a carton though. because there's separate packages so cartons of milk come in cases because a carton of milk is actually the crate that it's carried in where there's four right uh, that's where that comes from so how come it's a carton of cigarettes i don't know i'm talking on my ass maybe <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh wait we're on a podcast and people will respond never mind so again he would actually sell these cigarettes to mainly to the aboriginals in the area uh the story goes that while his wife was taking his daughter to a ballet class. He sat down to watch a hockey game on television and ended up shot 17 times. That's some 50 cent shit right there. With seven hits to the head and 10 to his torso. Like that is overkill. That is, that is, I'm proving a point. Murder is what that is. Because like one single shot, you're done. Mm -hmm. You're shooting someone 17 times. What did they say that was? And uh, was it Goodfellas? When they... Killed uh, Joe Pesci so his mom couldn't have a funeral, an mm-hmm. open casket funeral. That's why they did that. Yep. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. This is 1990, eh, late 90s or whatever. What gun that you guys are aware of back then? Well, it could have been legal or illegal. Either way, that holds more than 17 bullets. An Uzi. Tommy gun. Okay. So. Or any SMG with a banana clip. I keep mean. that thought in your head real quick as okay. I go through the rest of this. The crime remains an unsolved murder. However, it is widely accepted that Dino's involvement in smuggling was the reason for his death. As there were no signs of break-in and no footprints outside the home's windows, there is speculation that Dino knew his killer, Okay, that the person was watching hockey with him when the assassination happened. While this can't be confirmed, what is certain is that Dino's wife found him later that evening when she returned home with their daughter. Dino Bravo was killed on Wednesday, March 10th, 1993. So let's keep that in mind real fast. Okay, Tommy Gun, Uzi, whatever. If you're my friend and I'm watching TV, would I notice that on you? I'd probably notice you had a Tommy Gun or a machine yeah, gun. Yeah. Okay, so in my head, I'm thinking someone had a pistol, mm-hmm. was hanging out with him, walked to the bathroom, he's sitting there, came up behind him, hit him. Okay. That means they had to have reloaded. Oh, yeah, they definitely had to have reloaded. Every, yeah. You know that, what I mean? With that many shots. Unless they had like an extended clip, but even extended well, I mean, ones back then, did they have extended clips? Yeah. I mean, really for like nines and stuff back then? Yeah. 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 I mean, but it also yeah. depends though, too, is did it, did it say what caliber bullet it is? Because maybe they used a fucking 22 and that maybe it was a double stack 22 mag that hold like 30 some shots. I mean, maybe. You know what I'm I, saying? I just, I just feel like it's so excessive. You can get double, <laughs> oh, 100%. You can get double sided magazines too. Yeah. You can actually yeah. double up the ammo. Back so then, like if it's a back seven then you could? Oh, yeah. Oh, those have been around since I don't know. Vietnam. I just yeah. feel like it's so excessive. 17 shots on one person. Seven to the head and 10 to so the body. That's, unfortunately, that's not him just doing that. That's a message. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, that's where were said. you? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Were you in the Matrix yeah, like five minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was fighting somebody. All right. Bom, 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 bom. Are you going to get naked and start running your head into like... <laughs> Fuck you, Snickers! 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 <laughs> Again, we're not making fun of the man who died. Please don't get upset. Can we make a t-shirt of a silhouette of a wrestler like banging his head against a vending machine and says Snickers on Yes, time? of course I can. Snickers! Yes. So in an interview, his former opponent, Brett the Hitman Hart, one of my favorites, revealed that Bravo confided to friends shortly before his death that he knew his days were numbered. Huh. But also keep that in mind, too, as we talk about something that we're coming up here shortly with. Maybe he owed some money. Well, I mean, it's the Canadian mafia. And Wait. not going to lie, I didn't know that was a thing. How do I they have either. mafia up in, Can- in-, in Canada? In Canada? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's mafia everywhere, isn't there? No, no. What are you going to be walking around going, hey, you're time to fly, bud. I'm going to go ahead and take this from you, bud. I, I mean, mean, there's an Amish mafia. See, that I understand because the Amish are kind of scary. 
Yeah. Kind of. You know who scare me the most with those Mennonites? Yeah. The Mennonites. Because they're the know, ones without power. No, those are no. the ones with. Those with are the power. ones that okay. have certain electricity, yeah. And drive cars and stuff yep. like that. It's like, which yep. one are you, dude? Yeah. You know what I mean? Which Chil- one? Which one are you going to be? Which one are you going to be, bud? <laughs> which one are you going to be there? The yeah. Children of the corn. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. So, John Meek. Let's talk about him. Oh, cool. Uh, he wrestled under the name Iron Mike Steel. And in his career, he shared the ring with the likes of Mark Miro and Dean Malenko. And oh, Dean Malenko. Malenko is fucking amazing. Another one of those guys like uh, Owen Hart who just yeah. were amazing wrestlers. Like they were performers. So amazing. Unfortunately, his wrestling wrestling career and life came to an end on August 29th of 2007. Harry Brian Taylor intentionally ran over Steele from behind with his van while he was riding his motorcycle. Steele passed away two hours later next to his damaged motorcycle. On uh, July 10th, 2008, Taylor was found guilty of second-degree murder for killing Mike Steele. He was sentenced to life imprisonment without parole. Yeah. So he's on his bike and somebody else just, eh, I'm just going to run this guy over. That's a uh, that's a plot twist. And this so, is why I'm glad I have a trike. That guy was not in the <laughs> Matrix. He was in GTA. Yeah, something. Mm-hmm. All right, so Frank Bruiser Brody Or he Goodish. was driving a Tesla. Fuck you, Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Bruiser Brody Goodish. Bruiser Brody was amazing. He found success as a main inv- inventor and became one of the most talented big men in wrestling. And if you want to look up somebody who would scare the piss out of you if you met him face-to-face in a dark alley, look up Bruiser Brody. Brody was scheduled to face Dan Spivey in Puerto Rico, but he was called into the shower area by a wrestler, um, Jose Huertes Gonzalez. Uh, God bless you. To talk some business. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what are you doing right now? I, I was reading along and all of a sudden, uh, 19 Action News, gruesome. Why are you looking the- at Pornhub? Why hey. are you watching porn right now? Hey, hey, hey. You guys are just <laughs> so damn hot. It's okay, I'm your stepmom. Your dad won't be home for hours. You had a tab pulled up on here for the gruesome murder of the hairdresser. Yeah. And it just randomly started playing. Which, by the way, I don't know if, uh, side note on this, I don't know if uh, Sid's listened to the bonus. No. She worked with that guy, or at least at the same place. He's the... uh, uh, Wait, what? The Asian guy with the crazy hair. Yeah. He just got murdered, dude. (gasps) Yeah, just recently. Who the fuck is his name? Yeah, his... Oh, man, why can't I think of his name right now? I'm sorry. That's so horrible. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this on air right now. <laughs> but yeah, if you look it up right now, just look up Lakewood hairdresser murdered and it's immediately going to pop up. And he was like super well known. He had this like big flowy hair. Everyone knew him. And like, yeah, they they found him murdered and they already got the guys too. Oh, not, well, so listen to the bonus good. episode if you want to yeah. hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah. But Sydney, your yeah, wife, filthy animals. <laughs> your wife actually worked, if not with him at the same place. Oh, shit. Yeah. Seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yep. So Bruiser Brody again. All right. So this guy, Jose Huertes Gonzalez says, hey, man, I want to talk to you. Come in the showers. Well, Brody was stabbed in the gut by Gonzalez and died in the hospital from his stab wounds. First of all, if somebody wants to talk to you in the shower, you always say no. (laughs) I mean, or do you? (laughs) (laughs) So he was only 42, man. That sucks. And Gonzalez was charged with murder but pleaded self-defense and was acquitted. Self-defense. That's like OJ. Like, yeah, OJ's like, yeah, Yeah. I did it, but it was self-defense. Yeah. So then there's Tank Morgan, who was born in 1933. Have you heard of that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not Tank Abbott. 
No, Tank Morgan. Tank Morgan. 1933. Yeah. Yeah, I know him. And his, uh, his name died down following his tenure in the WWF, now WWE, from 1966 to 1967. Remember, WWEF, whatever you want to call them. They've been around forever. On December 12th, 1966, he lost to former WWE champion Bruno Sammartino. And you guys know, if you look up online, you'll know who Bruno Sammartino is. He's got the slick back hair and he's got the big big black rim glasses. He just looks like a big Italian bruiser. Who's oh Razor Ramon is Oh Razor Ramon a Chico. Yeah, yeah, the toothpick. <laughs> he was which is he's not even <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the one of the worst. The dude's not Hispanic at all, yeah. at all. Not even remotely. His name's like Mike. It's, no, it's uh not as not Kevin Nash. Uh, hold on, I know his name. Damn it. Ah. Uh, anyway, there's so many thoughts going in my head right now. Anyway, no, he's not. It, it was just a gimmick that he had. Where he'd come up with a toothpick and he's like, "Hey, chico," you know what I mean? That was yeah, Razor Scott Ramon. Hall. Scott Hall. Thank you. Yeah, him and uh, Kevin Nash, they were tag team partners. They're the guys that started the NWO. They came from WWE and went over to WCW. That's what I was trying to say Okay, yeah. I got it, Justin. (laughs) Anyway, they came over there, and that's when they got Hogan in, and that's where they became the NWO. Anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, I don't even know where I was going with that. So Morgan over here, okay. On December 12th, 1966, he lost to Bruno Sammartino in a two out of three falls match inside Madison Square Gardens. And that's like one of the biggest, most famous arenas in the United States, if not the world. It's yep. huge. It's gigantic. This was the most notable moment in Morgan's entire career. But sadly, he was gunned down in a drive-by shooting on August 15th, 1991, while walking his dog. Unfortunately, the details concerning his death are pretty scarce. Hmm. Many people, uh, many people believe that Morgan was caught up in the crossfire and was a victim of mistaken identity. What we do know, however, is that he was definitely murdered. Well, yeah. Crazy, though. It is. Insane. You're just walking down the street and like, man, whatever. And all of a sudden, pew, pew, you know, not good. So gentleman Chris Adams had a successful wrestling career. He's also the man who trained a guy named Stephen James Anderson, a.k.a. Steve Williams, the ringmaster, a.k.a. Stunning Steve Austin, a.k.a. That's right. Stone Cold Steve Austin. 316. Yeah. That's who uh, Christina named her kid after. Remember we found that out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, so believe it or not, he actually, his name is Stephen James Anderson. And when he came out and like actually, like he was first Steve Williams and then he became Stunning Steve Austin. And if you go, just look up stunning Steve Austin real fast, Jeff. And uh, dude, he looks. Did he have hair? Oh yeah. Oh, be prepared. <laughs> Everyone else should do the same. Yeah. Actually, we'll post video. We'll post some pictures of it. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Vigo. He's a Vigo. He's a child. He's got that blonde skullet that like Hammer did. Everybody, everybody had that blonde skullet dude, back then, looks- where your hair's thinning up here, but it's super long in the back. He looks like Vigo. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, that was Stone Cold before he became Stone Cold. Oh my yeah. God, this poor bastard. Yeah, he was actually part of a tag team, and I forget what it was called the 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 Sunshine Boys or some shit like that. It was something weird like that. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so yes, this guy, gentleman Chris Adams, actually trained Stone Cold. Adams worked for World Class tra- Championship Wrestling as a mid Carter in the late 1990s. After Adams' short term girlfriend Linda was found dead in 2000 following a drug or alcohol overdose. Adams was charged for manslaughter. However, he was passed out as well, but he survived the overdose. He waited to find out whether or not the court found him guilty, but he never lived to hear the verdict. Adams was shot in the chest 
after a heated argument with his friend on October 7th, 2001. What the fuck? The charges were acquitted after the friend claimed that he shot Adams in, guess what? Self-defense. I was scared for my life. That was yeah. a big boy. Yeah, he was big. Mm. I had to do something. Mm-hmm. Why are you carrying a gun on yourself in the first place, bro? Were you drinking or something? Why, <laughs> right. You felt like you were going to get... Exactly. <laughs> so now let's talk about Ricky Lawless. Ricky Lawless was considered an excellent technician during his career in the 80s. He trained a lot of independent wrestlers such as Joe Mags, or Joey Mags, Bobby Starr, and Axel Rotten. Hmm. Lawless was discovered dead at the age of 28 after he, too, was shot. What the fuck? It was determined by the police that Raymond Swartz, the husband of the woman Lawless had reportedly had an affair with, was the man or the the man responsible for the shooting? Ah, uh, yeah. So those are our quick hits there, real fast. Yeah, sounds about right. Okay. So now, this next one here is extremely hard to kind of like go through, and it's pretty tough. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, no wrestling family has ever been through more tragedy than the Von Erichs. The family's actual last name is Atkinson. Uh, excuse me, Atkinson. However, every member of the family who joined the wrestling business used the Von Erich name. This was in uh, dedication to the patriarch, you know, the dad of the family, Jack, a.k.a. Fritz von Erich Atkinson. Mm, Fritz. So that's, well, there, his whole gimmick was like, he was like a Nazi when he first came out. Oh, really? Yeah, literally. Like, if you go look up Fritz von Erich, he was like, you know, big smile, big smile. Like, that was it. Ah. He wanted to be hated by everybody. He was the heel. Nice. You know what I mean? But he was also like just super pro- uh, proficient wrestler, you know? So he had a, a bunch of kids. So. What, go ahead. Did we go over what the heel like started off as? Like what that like actually means? The heel. So the heel's the bad guy. Okay. That's it. That's just what That's it, it. So whenever you hear anyone uh, talk about the heel in a wrestling match, you you are the bad guy. Your job is to be hated by everyone. Okay. You want everyone to want you to lose. There have literally been sold out shows and people back in the 40s or 50s when wrestling was like big it was still big people would hate um, wrestlers so much as a heel that they would go and buy tvs just to watch them get beat up hmm. okay like they would use it as a promotional angle yeah, to like right. uh, to buy tvs it and sells. stuff yeah that's what they did and so the heel is just as important as like the hero you know i was just mean? gonna make a bad joke about that oh, wait, go ahead like because he's the heel the heil no No, no. Anyway, that's what they were. So Fritz, the dad here, lived to the age of 68, though unpleasantly, five of his six sons preceded him in death, three of which by suicide. Shit. The firstborn son, Jack Jr., was electrocuted at the age of six in 1959 in a household accident. Yep. Six years old. Wow. Super sucks. The firstborn uh, uh, in 1984, David Von Erich died in Japan from an unconfirmed cause, although it was widely COVID. COVID. <laughs> COVID 54. No, 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 no. That's, that's Japan. That's, that's, China. that's China. Yeah. This was in Japan, though. Oh, son of a bitch. That was nowhere near China at the time, bro. Yeah, I know. I want to apologize to any of our Asian <laughs> listeners right now. So uh, you can send all hate mail to <laughs> Jeff at. <laughs> <laughs> so they believe he died from a drug overdose over there. That's okay. unfortunate. On April 12th, 1987, Mike Von Erich left a suicide note for his family, then went to Louisville Lake where he drank alcohol and overdosed on the sleeping aid Placidil. A few days before his death, Mike was arrested after a DUI. His body was found four days later and buried at Grove Hill Memorial Park in Dallas. Okay, so that's what, three? 
right there, right? Yep. On September 12th, 1991, at about 9 p.m., Chris Von Eric was found by his brother Kevin and mother outside of their family farm in Edom, suffering from a self-inflicted 9mm gunshot wound to the head. Jesus. According to Kevin, he discovered Chris sitting alone on the top of a hill. Chris reassured him, and after Kevin left, he shot himself in the head. Although Chris was hospitalized at East Texas Medical Center shortly after 10 p.m., he died 20 minutes after arriving, 18 days before his 22nd birthday. Toxicology reports also reveal cocaine and volume were in his system at his death. Kevin had talked to Chris earlier that day, about 100 to 150 yards north of their home, where an apparent suicide note had been left. After the 1987 uh, suicide of brother Mike, Chris began to experience depression and drug issues. He was also frustrated by his inability to make headway as a wrestler due to his physical build. His internment was located again at Grove Hill Memorial Park in Dallas. So yeah, so basically the Von Erichs, Fritz, came out and all of his boys, he wanted them all to be wrestlers. Okay. So that's what you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were a wrestler. Right. So all of his sons, that's it. This is what we're doing. We're wrestlers, wrestlers, wrestlers. And your wife's, they're going to come into a wrestling family and they're, and then we're going to introduce their brothers or dads or whatever. Like it was just wrestling. That's all they cared about. That's crazy. Just to give some preface <laughs> in that on June 4th, 1986, Carrie Von Eric was in a motorcycle accident that nearly ended his life. He suffered a dislocated hip and badly injured right leg. Doctors were unable to save his right foot, eventually amputating it. According to his brother, Kevin, Carrie injured the foot following surgery by attempting to walk on it prematurely, thus forcing the doctors to amputate it. Can't do that, folks. Let your shit heal. Yep. He continued wrestling after the accident with a prosthesis. And yes, he did. He would go into the ring and wrestle with a fake leg foot. Did he take it off and beat people with it? Because that'd be (laughs) awesome. (laughs) No, in fact, I am the amputee. (laughs) He kept the amputation secret to most fans and fellow wrestlers, even going to the extreme of showering with his boots on. His amputation was kept secret from the public until his, uh, after his death. However, Roddy Piper, we all know Roddy, Roddy Piper, right? Come on. Mm. One of my all time favorite wrestlers stated in his autobiography, quote, we were the best of friends. In fact, he felt comfortable enough to sit with me in a hotel and shoot the breeze with his prosthetic off. Wow. So he'd actually take his thing off and hang out with him, you know what I mean? Because he's hiding it all the time. Right. After the amputation of his foot, Carrie became addicted to painkillers, followed by several drug problems. Among the many of them were two arrests, the uh, first of which resulted in probation. Carrie died by suicide with a single gunshot to the heart with a 44 caliber pistol on February 18th, 1993, on his father's ranch in Denton County, Texas, just 15 days after his 33rd birthday. His death came just one day after being indicted for the second drug charge, which would have more than likely resulted in an extensive jail time, being a violation of his probation. And I just want to touch on something real fast. A single gunshot to the heart. Like, I don't know, like, just thinking about that, like... Yeah, that, that's not a quick death. That's not. Yeah. Your, why? 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 Why would you choose that? Of of you know the multitudes of ways disfigurement. Maybe Some people he, are weird yeah, about it. Maybe he wanted an open casket or something like that when he went. Oh, first parents. Maybe yeah. that's the thing. I mean, oh, that's the, that's a good point. I never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. The disfigurement. Oh, that's what you, yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense then. Yeah. If you're gonna go for, I mean, you have two very vital organs. I guess that would be. Yeah, the one to go that's for. That's just the one of the worst ways to go. That's like fucking. But that cutting. means you got to like hold it against your chest backwards, and then like what? Put your thumb on well, the trigger. It's the same way you would do it with your mouth. 
Like no, because of the mount. I mean, like this. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, you could hit it from the side too. It's not yeah. going to be straight on. Like you can just go pow or pow. You know what I mean? Like this is the most odd conversation we've ever had. Yeah, you realize that? It's 2022, baby. Things Dark are changing. Things. Yeah. Twenty twenty two. We're talking about how we're and we're gonna keep going. Yeah. In his autobiography, quote, uh, I don't know why he said quote, my real life, <laughs> <laughs> my real life in the cartoon world of wrestling. Brett the Hitman Hart stated that Carrie had told him that he had decided to join his late brothers in heaven and was waiting for God to tell him when. Brett told Carrie that his living daughters would need him more than his late brothers. Yes, Carrie mostly convinced Brett that he had changed his mind, but Brett feared that it was only words. Carrie told Brett again in the summer of 1992 that he wanted to follow his three late brothers, David, Mike, and Chris, that they were calling him. Carrie's marriage had fallen apart earlier in 92, and according to Hart, Carrie believed that his death was inevitable, and that's why he did it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Fritz, the old man, he lived to the age of 68 and had to bury five of his sons. Kevin Von Erich talks about being the last Von Erich brother left alive in an interview from 1994. He says, quote, my brothers and I lived real dangerously. We were a really reckless group, always showing off for each other, like walking on bridges in Japan and taking every chance we could. We were just young kids. I'm really surprised that I survived. We used to have this thing called the chance of the day where every day we take a chance on our lives. What the fuck? Dave was always too smart for that. So he'd just watch. We jump on wild bulls backs, jump on trains going fast. We get on the roof of a car at high uh, highway speed. Is Johnny Knoxville of any? Yeah, right. <laughs> you start thinking nothing can get you. Yeah, that's crazy. Why would you do what the fuck? Well, I mean, when unfortunately, when you're a family full of money, you know I, I mean? guess like, that's just one of those things where you just try to. Um, uh, you start thinking that nothing can get to you. Uh, you're indestructible. That's part of being in sports. We were blessed with good bodies and good balance. We felt like we could do anything and nothing would hurt us. And then he goes on about the painkillers and the drugs. My uh, quote, Mike was also in or was into painkillers. All the brothers had uh, painkillers prescribed by doctors. Carrie was the only one who got into illegal drugs that were not prescribed. Carrie figured he uh, didn't have anything to live for. He was ru- uh, rootless. Okay, rootless. Yeah, rootless. Root. You, you had no ties to this to this planet. You had no roots. You had nothing to like live for. I guess. I just You're thought, a wanderer. I just thought that was a weird way of saying ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> toothless. Man, I'm ruthless. Did you say toothless? <laughs> sorry, I'm not trying to make fun of that. I'm sorry. He had no home. Okay, seeing me with my family made his pain greater. It reminded him of what he was missing. It was such a sad, tragic thing. He had his two beautiful daughters and a wife he loved, and then he'd come home and all his stuff would be moved out. She'd move all his stuff out. Carrie was no saint, but they both treated each other kind of rough. Well, I mean, that's it happens, and it's fucking stupid. Yeah, it happens more in sports. Yep. He had pretty much come to the understanding the day he killed himself, he just just left having lunch with Kathy, his wife. Carrie was going to jail, because remember the drug charge we talked about. Right. And he was afraid of never seeing his girls again. He said, Kevin, I'm about to kill myself. We had talked for about an hour. We told some good, dirty jokes, and we laughed, and he told me, I'm going to kill myself. I thought I had talked uh, talked him out of it. He said, I didn't want to be like Mike and not say goodbye. That's when I begged him. I said, don't do this. Don't leave me alone. You're my only brother. Don't leave me. I thought I had talked him out of it. 30 minutes later, they found his body. He must have gone right out and done it. Holy shit. Dude, this guy's a fucking monster. Oh, my God. Look how huge he is. Oh yeah, that's that's the guy with the prosthetic foot. No, it's Carrie, Carrie Von Eric. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But dude, he's like a giant. 
Yeah, Carrie was the one that had the prosthetic foot oh, that ended up tallest, killing himself yeah. as well. Kevin is the one that's the only one that's left over or left over. That's not a bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who's remaining with us today? Yeah, like it's crazy. He so, was six foot two, two hundred fifty four pounds. That's a big boy. He that's was huge. he was a visual specimen. Mm-hmm. Didn't really have the ability like some of his brothers did, and that really bothered him as well. And then you lose your foot on top of it, yeah. and like whatever progression you were getting as a wrestler, now you've got to think about that too. You had a fake fucking foot slash leg, and then kept wrestling. Yeah, that's 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 pretty fucking big. I'm not gonna, you lie. know what I mean? Like, that's, that's insane. That is pretty crazy. Kind of an edge, though, if you think about it, because you have a, yeah. you have a, you have a hard foot. You know yeah, I mean? I <laughs> By the way, a side note. You kick somebody, it's like, damn! Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? You got metal in that? What the? What? What's up? Andre the Giant is still, to this day, the biggest wrestler in history. Yeah, he's like six, eight, seven foot four. Holy fuck. If I'm not mistaken, he also holds the Guinness Book of World Records. For the for longest like part? Most, uh, no, oh, most beers damn. drink. Yes, yeah. I'm pretty sure he has that as a, well. In a single hour or something yeah. like that, yeah. He's got some, Andre the Giant was amazing. He, he was also, good. He and also, he fucking hated everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he was also, a dick. He also holds one of the longest farts ever held on record, though, um, when he was doing a filming of uh, fucking, uh, was it like... What, what Princess was, Bride? The Princess Bride. Love it. Dude, he was like behind the scenes or whatever. They like showed <laughs> a video of him. He was just like, he, he let rip a fart, but it was like, uh, it was a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it went off for like 45, almost a minute 30. Dude, Everyone thought a plane sh- was landing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's bigger than your head. Yeah. Oh, so... <laughs> Take a guess. How much do you think he weighed? He's um, seven foot four. Okay. He weighed 580 pounds. No, I was going to say like just under 400. What'd you say? 580. And what'd you say? Just under 400. You're closer. 520. Yeah. God damn. I yeah. Boy. 520 pounds. I was going to yeah. say. Because shoe size was 58. Yeah. Holy Well, fuck. What killed him was his, uh, what is it called? Giganticism or yeah, whatever. His, his abnormal abnormality. So basically that's what actually killed him. Well, yeah. 520 pounds. Yeah. And remember fuck? Hulk Hogan body slammed him, dude. All right. Crazy. So let's just give some credit to the, the Hulkster over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you want to talk about tragic wrestler deaths, ladies and gentlemen out there, there you go. There's been a lot and there's a lot more out there. Mm-hmm. We can't even imagine going through something like that in the Von Erickson, what they've had to deal with. It's fucking horrible. And remember, if you or someone, you know, are having thoughts of harming yourself or someone else, please reach out to your local mental health professionals. It takes a stronger person to get help than to do something you cannot take back. All right. And those are some of the crazier deaths we found. This list is, uh, but just a small fraction of the tragic deaths from the world of wrestling. Tons of guys grew up watching uh, that we grew up watching have died recently due to health complications and drug issues. There have been some younger guys that have passed away, uh, you know, recently as well. There have been tons of suicides and wrestlers under the age of 50. Also, as uh, we've seen a pretty good amount of murders, as we stated earlier, we stayed away from more of the prominent names, mainly because they were health related and covered extensively in recent years. Also, I personally I don't want to talk about a guy who decided it was best to end his wife and his son's lives um, as well as his own. So I didn't want to didn't want to jump on that bandwagon there. CTE is a raging bitch and it needs to be taken care of and taken more seriously. We'd like to hear what you guys think and maybe some crazy ones of you guys that we missed. Maybe there's some shit out there. Justin, I'm sure you're probably like, what about this guy? They're actually making really uh, great moves in the CTE field as far as treating it. Uh, they're finding that psilocybin, the mushroom, mm-hmm. with microdosing, actually perfect. It it uh, minimizes the thoughts and the crazy part of it. There's a there's a whole group and and like a whole thing going on with it. Good, 
and they're trying to get it passed to the FDA where people with CTE will be able to microdose psilocybin and it, it like just That's, calms their shit. It like it brings them back to earth. Listen, at this point, man, like, listen, there's always going to be people that take um, drugs too far and they're going to do too much and they're going to, you know, use it as as a, more of a recreational thing as opposed to like actually like treating. I mean, that's what happens with most heroin users, heroin, mm. uh, not most, but a lot of heroin users start off because they need painkillers because they're fucking right. hurt and then it's just not working or they can't afford it anymore. And guess what's cheaper? Fucking heroin. Mm -hmm. So they start doing heroin and next thing you know, they're a heroin addict and their fucking life spirals and everything else because they had a fucking broken back from being a fucking wrestler and then not being taken care of. Right. So, you know what I mean? We have to take care of everybody, period. And sorry, getting on my soapbox. I am. This is the wrestling is very close to my heart. Very close. I'm a huge fan. And I'm glad to hear that they're actually coming up with some something yeah. to help out. Because, I mean, look at, I mean, again, though, you got to look at, it comes from every aspect. It's not just like the wrestlers. It's the football players. It's the, I mean, hell, what was the one guy that freaking, uh, was it uh, Aaron Hernandez? Yeah. yeah. Aaron Hernandez. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys. And then, uh, or they end up killing themselves. Well, they, they originated this. They, they discovered this from PTSD. So they were working with uh, veterans and they were trying to treat PTSD. And then they found out that it had way more use with the CTE. So now they're encompassing all of it as one with the microdosing. I think and it's amazing. Like the, the, the results and the, uh, the data they're, they're getting is just like amazing. Like it's really working for those people. And speaking of all that with the, the what do you call it? Phil, phyllis, phyllocybin? Mm -hmm. Psilocybin. Phil, phil, phil who? Psilocybin. Phil Spector. Uncle Phil. <laughs> I don't know. So what, what does it say it again? I'm sorry. Psilocybin. Psilocybin. And that's a mushroom. It's, it's a, a psychedelic. It's a shroom. Okay. We are actually going to be doing a, uh, we're going to take our, our, turn at uh the mk ultra which is uh nice it's gonna be coming up here soon uh we're gonna be There's working some on crazy that. shit in that yeah and we're, we're gonna be doing all that so Wait, so we're doing like some cia operative fucking drugs and shit. are we talking like yeah. manson family mk ultra oh yeah. yeah oh yeah we're gonna go deep we're gonna go nice. deep into oh, it we're going into it we're not doing uh, no, okay, no 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 yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's that's different podcast so mk ultra <laughs> that's all about lsd where the government was it cia or the government Hey, CIA, well, I mean, the CIA is the government. Right. Yeah. All I got to say is they still do that shit, dude. There's fluoride in your water, bro. But no, what they, they, were, uh -huh. they were literally giving LSD to oh, soldiers oh, to see how it would. They were trying to create super soldiers. Captain America. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what they were trying to do. And LSD was not the way. And it was just, it was crazy. So we, we'll definitely do that. So listen, but we'd like to hear if you, if we miss something about this. And also we want to know what you guys think about like the wrestlers on out there. Are you a wrestling fan? Who's Did, your favorite wrestler? Yeah. Who's your favorite? Did you just listen to this and go, I didn't give a fuck about any of that <laughs> you know what I mean like, <laughs> did. hey kudos to you <laughs> if you got all the way through it that's amazing and thank you for doing that so before uh you know uh, we talk about anything else we're going to show you wonderful listeners some of uh our favorite moves in the ring on my boy Logan right now oh yeah shit, really? oh, and God. uh you can actually watch this on I'm Stone kidding. Cold Stunner I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding but you know what it's it is grave digger. it is time for let's do this <laughs> That's my. <laughs> okay, I was like, I don't got anything for that. Well, hello, passengers. This week you had me fighting the fox because David Abato has a monkey virus or something. Not cool. So anyways, this is your top 10 West Wing movies. West Wing is so cool because it's like two guys that hate each other want to fight to the deaths. It's so cool. 
number 10. So number 10 is a movie called Body Slam. It's a 1987 American comedy film directed by some no-name guy starring Dirk Benedict, Roddy Rowdy Piper, Tanya Roberts, Sam Factor, and Captain Lou Albanos. The film revolves around a down-and-out music promoter who inadvertently becomes a successful professional wrestling manager. Hmm, sounds like a load of garbage. I'll skip this one. Number nine. Number nine is No Holds Barred. It's uh, a TV network boss, Kurt Fuller, puts a wrestler called Zeus against a wrestler called Whip, who's played by Hulk Hogan's in a racial match. Whoa, it was it came out in 1989, so it's really pushing the envelope for that time period. Also, Hulk Hogan is like the best wrestler from WWF ever to live. Okay, so make sure you see this one. Number eight. Number eight is a movie called Fox Catcher. That's interesting, because I'm a fox, but I've never been caught. Anyways, when wealthy John DuPont, Steve Carell, invents Olympic wrestler Mark Schultz training Tatums to move to his estate and help form a wrestling team for the 1988 Olympics, Mark sees a way to step out of the shadow of his charismatic brother, Dave, Mark Ruffalo's. He was uh, the, the honk in the Avengers, Mark Ruffalo's. Anyways, however, DuPont begins to weed Mark down a dark road. Sounds interesting. I don't know what it has to do with fox catching or wrestling. So we're just going to not watch this one as well. Number seven, 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 seven. One seven, I mean. No, not 17. Number seven. Sorry. The Wrestler. This is a movie about wrestling, apparently. The Wrestler is a 1974 independent film produced by professional wrestler Vern Gagne and W.R. Frank, starring Ed Asner as Frank Bass, a wrestling promoter. Vern Gagne also stars in the movie as Mike Bullard, the current wrestling champion of his league after a long reign as champion, Bullard is getting older. Sounds terrible. This came out in 1974 and it probably got no awards. It sounds like a big piece of shit. Number six. Number six is a movie called Ready to Wumbos. I know that John has seen this and he's probably shaking his head that he likes it. I thought it was terrible. He has bad taste in movies, but we already know that. So. Ready to Rumble is a 2000 American comedy film directed by Brian Robbins and written by Steve Boyle, which is based on Turner Broadcasting's now defunct professional wrestling promotion, World Championship Wrestling. This movie draws its title from ring announcer Michael Buffett. You know what? I'm tired. This is way too long a description for such a terrible movie. This movie is shit. Don't watch it. Number five. Number five is a movie called Nacho Libre. This should probably be number one. I don't know who wrote this list. Maybe they don't have a mother or a father or a brother and no one and that's why they put it at number five. Anyways, in Canacio, Jack Black or Nacho to his friends works as a cook in the Mexican monastery where he grew up. The monastery is home to a host of orphans whom Nacho cares for deeply. 
but there's not much money left to feed them properly. So Nacho decides to raise money for the children by launching a Lucha Libre wrestling career. Holy shit, this sounds like an epic movie worth awards. I love this movie, you should watch it too. Number four. Number four is a movie called Warriors. Uh, I'm sorry, Warrior. And a strange family finds redemption in the unlikeliest of places, the MMA ring. For those of you who don't know what MMA is, it's mixed martial arts. And I happen to be a professional, okay? I beat the shit out of my brother, and I have a black belt. Anyways, Tommy stars Tom Hardy, an ex-Marine with a tragic past, returns home and enlists his father, Nick Nolte, a recovering alcoholic and former wrestling coach to train him for Sparta, the biggest MMA tournament ever held. This sounds unbelievable. I think I would watch this one and probably drink a six-pack. That way, if it was terribles, I would pass out like halfway through and not even remember that I watched it. Okay? You do the same. Number three. Number three is a movie called Beyond the Mat. Beyond the Mat, Barry Blaustein's honest intimate, revealing, highly entertaining, and critically acclaimed behind-the-scenes look at West Wing takes viewers beyond the ring and into the lives of the men and women who inhabits these colorful, competitive, and surprisingly complex worlds. So basically, it's just a documentary on WWF, which we all know is fake anyways. Oops, did I spoil it? Anyways, this movie comes out, or it came out in 1999. So if you're interested in wrestling, check out Beyond the Mat. It's a documentary. Number two, deuce, two, deuce, dance. Number two is a movie called Vision Quest. It's about a high school wrestler, Loudon Swain, who's played by Matthew Modines, feels he must do something significant in his life shortly after turning 18. Despite vehement events against him, former his father, Ronnie Cox, and his coach, Charles Hallahans, Swain decides to lose over 20 pounds in a short time to attempt to take on the title. This sounds like a load of heaping hot garbage. I don't know what this has to do with wrestling. Who wants to see a wrestler lose weight to get into a match? Sounds stupid. Anyways, this came out in 1985. There was a lot better movies that year, so I recommend skipping this one and watching something like Empire Strikes Back. So cool. Number one. So the number one movie for top 10 movies about wrestling is called The Wrestler. Go figure that. I could have bet $5 and won, and then I have $10. Oh, wait, no, I'd have to have five before that, too. Never mind. Anyways, The Wrestler is aging wrestler Wendy the Ram Robinson, who is Mickey Walk, is long past his prime, but still ready and raring to go on the pro wrestling circuit. After a particularly brutal beating, however, Wendy hangs up his tights, <laughs> pursues a serious relationship with a long in-tooth stripper, Marissa Tomei, and tries to reconnect. So, passengers, basically, this is a movie about an old fart wrestler who gets the shit kicked out of him. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to quit, but I'm going to marry this stripper and we'll have sex. So cool. That's number one. And that's all your top 10 movies on wrestling. I hope you enjoyed it and get better, Davey, soon. Goodbye. And that... 
That was, was pretty epic, right? That was Freddy the Fox, man. Man. So cute. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so cute. Freddy the Fox doing the top. I don't know. Uh, Davey, you might be out of a job, man. I know. That was I don't know. Good. That was pretty good. I think they should tag team it. Oh, that'd be amazing. Wrestling. Hey. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. In this corner, we have our Mexican compatriots. Who were the guys with the spiked shoulder pads? Um, They look like Mad Max. Legion of Doom. From the 80s? Yeah. That's what they were. It's got to be Legion. I never Doom. remember what the hell they were. It's either them or well, no, there was there was demolition as well. I don't know if that was. They all kind of looked oh, the, the same. The one with the uh, with the uh, there was Hawk and Animal. Oh yeah. Who was wasn't Bam Bam Bigelow part of that? No. Bam Bam. What? No. It Bam was... Bam Bigelow was his own. He's the guy that had a, uh, yeah, the, the flames tattoo. The flames tattoo on, on yeah, top yeah. of his head. Same yeah. with Wesley Snipes too, right? What? No. What? Wesley Snipes. Oh, no. He wasn't Demolition Man. <laughs> oh my bad. My demolition bad. Man, the movie. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, now I see where you go. Wesley Snipes. So listen, we hope you enjoyed this. Listen, this was one of. We don't really get to do topics very often where it's like very like close to what we're into and what we grew up with. And to me, this was like me being a kid again. Yeah. So, you know, if it was a little bit long winded, we do apologize, but kind of, but not really. It if was fun. You didn't like how long winded this was. Then skip out on the the uh, Marvel universe when we're doing here. Soon. Yeah, we're gonna be doing a Marvel. We need to do Star longer. Wars. Nar- Marvel. Marvel. Well, well, this this week we're do, let's do Marvel for our bonus this week. Yeah, yeah. because I have a lot to talk about because I just went and saw the new Spider Man. Same. And so oh, have, you went and saw it. I have a lot to talk yeah, about. Dude. Have you seen it? No. Dude. Oh, dude. I got going to. Dude. Oh, see, we have to talk dude. about that. All right, dude. All right, so we'll talk about that in our bonus, dude. Um, next week, however, find us right here. Yeah. You know, and we're going to be talking about <laughs> the history of executions. Oh. Yeah, we're going to be talking about how it started. And obviously, we know how it started. Something William Wallace, up Braveheart. <laughs> Braveheart. Maybe. I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. So follow us here next week and, uh, you know, let us know. They have made take our lives, but <laughs> they cut- never take our freedom. Hey, there's a guy in the back with a normal sports cap on. What is happening right <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah. And the whole time he's on the table getting gutted, there's a guy in the audience like, Riggs. <laughs> so it's gonna be good. We're gonna talk Logan's about joking. Yeah, we're gonna talk we about the executions. CPR. And by the way, <laughs> the the executions one is fucked up. It's gonna be a really like it might be kind of hard for some of you to listen yeah. to. But I think no, we're we'll make it fun. Now. You guys will. You guys. We can make execution yeah. fun, of course. For you guys, <laughs> come on. Oh my god, that's a, a t-shirt right there. The Midnight Train Podcast. We can even make execution fun. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Stay tuned to see Moody's head sitting on our center table. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure to stop over to our official website, the Midnight Train Podcast dot com. At our website, you can buy some super sweet merchandise. Super sweet. That's right. Where you can find our uh, Duke of Finger Bum shirts, uh, the super popular Don't Be at a Salvo shirt, the Switch ba- Switchblade, Wielding Raccoon shirts, as as hats, phone cases, so much more. I actually just bought a phone case myself this week. Can I can I be honest though? Uh, no, you have to lie to me. I have to lie to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, then they're all awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. My favorite. One though uh-huh. is fucking uh the, the one that we did with the 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 fucking ah oh, fuck it's the one with Doofy you know what I'm talking about Speed Impossible Speed Impossible yeah that's my favorite yeah. fucking shirt dude <laughs> fucking love Speed Impossible is awesome that's a good shirt yeah so yeah go go over there get yourself as you know all the Midnight Train podcast uh, merchandise you can possibly think of it's over there and if you guys want something let us know and we'll see what we can do about creating it you know. Can, what? can we talk about the stickers in locations? Oh, oh boy. Because you sent me a treasure that I was yeah. so happy to see. So I don't know if I want to put her name out there yet because we haven't decided. You don't say who it is. Okay. Just say what happened. Somebody, and mm-hmm. you know who you are, mm-hmm. decided to put a one of our stickers out, which, by the way, stickers should be, you guys should be getting your, your stickers now. And if you want yours, uh, let us know and we'll just 
we'll send them out to you. Just give us your address. Just hit us up at the, the midnight train podcast at gmail.com and we'll get those out to you. But this person um, was apparently at a Cracker Barrel <laughs> All right. down in Kentucky Hey, and decided to leave uh, a framed version <laughs> of one of our stickers like, there. It's going to be tough to top this one. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. lie. Only question is, do we know what Cracker Barrel that was? Because I was probably there like two weeks prior. In Kentucky? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that person can let us know. Was it Louisville? Because if it was, hell yeah, brother. The best part is, like, here you have, like, this Christian-going family, like, older. Yeah. And they're, like... Sunday chicken! Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So they go in, they sit down at the table, and they're looking at all, like, the the rakes and old bicycles and telephones on the wall and all Mm -hmm. that, and, you know... The waiter comes over and she's like, you know, I'll have the chicken. And you look over and it just says pooper <laughs> in a frame right there at the table. So now I will <laughs> like, say that is amazing. I will say that this person who put that sticker up there, um, she kind they kind of cheated mm-hmm. only because that's not the stickers we wanted to send out. That, that was her personal, their personal sticker that they put up there. Well, because, she went beyond above and beyond. Yeah, because they are an actual pooper as well uh, because those stickers uh, only go uh, to uh, the poopers. Uh, so it was so, one of the poopers. Yeah, huh? so it was. Still going to be a tough one to top. Yeah, it yeah. was amazing. Yeah. I got that over and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so now you guys have a heads up of what you're working with. Yes. So you got you to gotta one-up that. You right. One up it, man. And if you don't know, we are doing the contest that the uh, once a month, we're sending stickers out. You guys, it's free of charge. Get your stickers. We'll send you a stack of them and you just Who doesn't put them, like free stuff. Right, exactly. Right, right. And we will we will literally send them out and you, all you have to do is take a picture of where you put it, send it over to us, and once a month we're gonna pick the winner and you're gonna get some cool shit. I can't wait for the person yeah. to put it like into a pile of dog shit and send it to <laughs> us. <laughs> the sticker just like sticking Dude, out of you dog already shit. Gave away the one I was gonna do. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, paper bag on fire. You guys, listen. Your stickers. If I if we have your information, it, you should have your stickers soon. And if not, send us your information, and we will make sure to get those out to you asap. Because uh, listen, we honestly, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna mm. be fun. We want to know. We want to see you guys putting stuff like under bathroom stalls. You know what I mean? I want to see while they're pooping in the stall. Yes, of course. Dude, that's a fucking amazing idea. I want to see one on like, like I want someone to unroll mm-hmm. a toilet paper roll, <laughs> put, it on put it on one sheet and then roll it back up. That'd be amazing. That be amazing. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and I'm sure someone will I'm now. Just right? Wipe my yeah. ass with this. <laughs> so listen. Talking about poop. (laughs) Let's talk about some soap. All right. Oh, God, do I have a story about this? Oh, sweet. sweet. Okay. Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene by providing all natural, high quality, healthy products, bar soaps, hair care, colognes, beards, beard oils, and so much more. I love it. I just opened up my Darth Maul the other day. You did not. No, 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 no. I have a separate one. Okay, good. No, I'm not opening my my, my collection. I'm not doing that. Which you got one. Dude. Yeah. I can legit tell you guys right now that it is no joke. Like, yeah, Jeff's you part know, of the Dr. Squatch Club now. I heard man. about it from all the previous episodes and everything. I was like, okay, it must be good soap. Well, my wife got me the Star Wars one for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've used it every day. Like, it's fucking fantastic. It is. It's the best. Honestly, it's the best. I don't best know soap. what the hell they did to make that little bar smell so amazing. Oh, I know. And I, for it to last on you, too. Oh, yeah. I come over and take a shower and dad shower every fucking day because of his soap, dude. It's I'm on Yoda now. I, I used... I knew those pubes <laughs> came from somewhere else. I used Obi-Wan Kenobi first because he's my least favorite. 
and I'm like gonna wait for because Darth Vader is obviously my favorite, so yeah, he's gonna wait man. for last. Good man. Good but man. I used Obi Wan, smelling awesome. I, today I, I opened up Yoda, and I'm using dude. It. Darth the Yoda one's awesome. Darth Maul is it, yeah, dude. I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm loving the Darth Maul one. And again, they make just awesome soaps, and they make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. All soaps and products are made right here in the United States using the finest all natural ingredients, not cheaply made or harmfully mass produced. You guys can literally get twenty percent off your first subscription just head on over to the midnight train podcast.com forward slash sponsors click on the banner and use promo code dsc squatch 20 listen to me stop buying axe stop buying old spice axe stop buying <laughs> chainsaw are you kidding me chainsaw's an axe he's sponsored <laughs> so i have fuck is using axe? he's sponsored by axe. everyone's like well i use axe <laughs> i use axe. sorry justin stop using all those <laughs> body washes <laughs> stop buying loofahs just just throw it all away get a dr squatch even if you just get one bar just to try it yeah for sure use our promo code so you you get a discount mm -hmm. yeah. i'm telling you it's fucking no joke it's legit i just yeah. hooked up one of my shimmer buddies with that with dr squatch dude you did what i hooked up one of my shimmer buddies with that yeah so dr strange whenever he decides to uh make an appearance dun 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 what does he stream, by the way? Um, so he streams lots of video games on Fortnite. Fortnite. No, he actually likes to play good games. Like what? Like. <laughs> Anyways, wow! What happened there? <laughs> no, he plays. Uh, he plays uh, like League of Legends. He plays. Um, there's this new game called Super People, which is actually really fucking cool. If anyone decides to get into any computer gaming or anything anytime soon, huh. you know PUBG, Player Unknown's Battleground. Yes, nope. I do. I do. So You're, look at me and talk yes. to me because yeah. he knows nothing. Yeah. About I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Sorry, so, what? PUBG came out with this new game called Super People, and it's oh, not wow. necessarily. Is it a battle royale? Hold on, guys, yes. real fast. Uh oh. I have actually some breaking fucking news right oh, now. Oh, shit. No. Fucking Bob Saget just died. Wait, what? Bob Saget? He was young. Fucking 65. Of what? A heart attack? Bob Saget just died. Hold on. Let me Google that. This. Can't be fucking right. Fucking Danny fucking Tanner just died, dude. No way. What? Well, yeah, Washington Post. First, folks. Oh, my God. Of COVID? It was probably COVID. Oh, I don't know. Um, they'll rule it as uh, Let's see here. According to the final Saturday, he was found in a hotel room in Orlando. Earlier today, deputies were called to the Ritz-Carlton Orlando Grand Lakes uh, for a call about an unresponsive man in a hotel room. Oh, shit. It's, just, it's true. It's right here. The man was identified as Robert Saget and pronounced deceased on scene. Detectives found no signs of foul play or drug use in this case. Oh, <sighs> no. Fucking Bob said Danny Tanner died? So Fuck 2022 already. 2021 goes out with the fucking bang by taking fucking Betty White. And then the fucking first two weeks of the fucking year, they take out fucking Bob Saget. Fucking Danny dude. Tanner's gone. Dude. Wow. I'm that's crazy. Throw in the towel. I'm done with the year. Oh, my God. Who's? Mm. Oh, you know, hold on. Real, real fast. And obviously, you guys probably all know about this. Um when this episode drops, but uh, we're just going to get a moment of silence for, for, for Danny Tanner. All right. That's good. All right. That sucks. Yeah, it does. Holy shit. It literally just popped up on my watch and I looked down and you guys are talking. I'm like, <gasps> like Danny Tanner. Well, anyway, you guys are computer nerds and, and we got to get our freaking, um, our, the, our discord, discord up, the discord. That's going. the reason why I say that. Cause we might have some guest stars on for the streams here coming soon. Let's get our discord together. So you guys can nerd out. Your daughter is like a freaking. Yeah. She, oh, by the way, she's like a fucking streaming queen. Now she has a request and has some information and stuff. She wanted me to run by you. Oh, really? She's supposedly, she claims she's been seeing phantom vehicles. Oh, I guess it's like a whole thing. 
phantom vehicle. She's got a bunch of information on it. And she wanted to talk about it with you. So, so. what? 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 what right, is a we, phantom vehicle? Is it a vehicle that is driven by a phantom, or is it a vehicle that's not there? Dude, I have no idea. Okay, I will say. I out. will say, and we should have a talk. Um, I will say that I did have a a phantom vehicle moment. Oh. And I'm a non-believer in that shit, but I did have something that. What is it? Were you, were you passenger in it? It's where uh, basically there's a car, like either driving next to you or whatever, or you could be walking or whatever, and all of a sudden the motherfucker's just gone. Okay, it's so gone. maybe that's what she's referring. Like there's to, no, the, yeah. like there's no turn off. There's no way that this thing it's just gone. Yeah. Okay. So now could it be a figment of your imagination? Crazy. Okay, that makes it sense. It could be. And she listens. So hi, Madison. And yes, we will. We will get to that. Absolutely. Hi, Maddie. Oh, I'm glad she listens. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad. And but uh what's her her Twitch name? Malo Sith. Malo Sith. She's killing it right now. She is. Yeah, she's yeah. killing it. Yeah. You were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, all you people out there, we know this is a bit of a longer one. We got we listen, off the rails, that's what we do. Yeah. If you liked what you've heard from us, consider being a producer of the show. Become a pooper so you can hear us talk about Marvel coming up here soon. Coming here. And what we're feeling about things and how Jeff doesn't want to see it and everything else. <laughs> I just I don't need to see Dr. Octopus okay, okay, again. Okay, I saw him years ago. It's bonus. It's bonus. Nope. Shut up. Wait yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can do that by heading over to the Midnight Train Podcast. Not my Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> and clicking on the Patreon button or go to patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Train Podcast for little, just as little as $5 a month. You can get all kinds of cool stuff and especially the bonus episodes. I make sure personally mm-hmm. that you get a bonus episode every weekend. Yes. Whether everyone else can make it or not, I make sure that that is fucking happening. Okay. And because I just want to show you guys how dedicated I am and how much I personally, everyone else does too, but how much I personally appreciate you believing in us. There's no I in team. No, but there is in meat pie. Actually, there is an I in team (laughs) with a crossover. It's found in the a hole. Who's an a hole? (laughs) So listen, sign up, become a Patreon producer, help us out, throw some money our way because man, we, we definitely use it for everything according to the, or according to uh, associated with the, the podcast, like whether it's just paying for shit or whatever it is, we do that stuff. So if you're a diehard midnight train fan and you want to help produce this motherfucker, our Patreon is most definitely for you. Most importantly, please do us a favor, share the midnight train with everyone Word of mouth is how we're going to get more passengers on this train and continue to bring you weekly episodes. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the Midnight Train OH, on Instagram at the Midnight Train Podcast, on TikTok at the Midnight Train Podcast, and on YouTube. And basically anywhere you can find anything, we're there. Just look at the Midnight Train Podcast. We need to get a Getter account. A, a what? Getter. It's the new Twitter that you can't be banned from. It's free speech. Is it you the Trump one? You want. Is it the Trump one? No, that's uh, with the wall. Rum, rumble or something like the that. The wall. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> free speech on the wall. That'd be amazing. Why did he do that? Right. God, that would have been fucking perfect. I know. Well, go, come join my new my new platform. <laughs> it's the wall because we will build it one way or the other. Mr. Gorbachev, please oh my tear God. down this wall. And listen, if you do <laughs> listen on Spotify, please make sure to rate us. They just added a, a, that feature and you'd be a lot cooler if you did. Just Spot- saying. Spotify, right? And if you're looking for a new podcast player, check out Good Pods and you can also review us and find us on there. Oh, I mean, I Good Pods know. is actually trying to get like the more independent podcasts out there. So, and listen, we can't thank you guys enough for all the love and support we have received. You passengers, you sons of bitches, you're so amazing. And you really do help keep this thing going on. So thank you so much for listening. A very special thank you to our fearless 
executive producer, Patreon Poopers. <laughs> I actually hit the right button that time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> to Corey Krakowski, Nathan Diekman, Hank Sanchez, Stacey Luconan, Nicholas Cooper, Caitlin McKinney, Trent Scott, Spencer Dunlap, Jacob Cook, Maggie Brothers, Albert Lopez, Miles Campbell, Brian Gunzelman, Margaret Atkins, Colleen Cox, Pumpkin Escobar, Mac Doherty, Turner Cox, Sydney Sayer, Gina Madison, Janet Shirell, Laura Randall, Chad Flint, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk. Again, thank you so much for the uh, suggestion this week for the uh, the wrestling thing. I, I want to know it. who his favorite wrestler is. What yeah. do you think if you had to guess? I, if I had to guess. Macho Man Randy Savage. That's a good one. Ooh, that's a good one. Bone souls ready. Yeah, I'd I say got you in here for three minutes, brother. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that's probably yeah, probably close. Yeah, yeah. Either so Triple H. I'm so. gonna say the Undertaker's uh, manager. <laughs> I'm a Paul Bearer. <laughs> See, that's how much of a nerd I am that I knew what his fucking name was. It's Paul Bearer. You did yes. That's also wow. to. <laughs> I thought you were kidding. I no, was like, oh, nice. that's his name. <laughs> to Rob Webb from the Funbox Podcast. Are Christina Skelton. Who, Rob? Yeah. Rob needs to come on soon. Yeah. I actually just saw, I actually got a notification that he, they just launched a new episode. So, nice. Yeah, good for them. So check out the Funbox podcast because they are super fun and Rob is a great guy. So make sure you're checking that out. To Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartolome from the Sister Skelton Sister. podcast, which is not like the Sister's Skeleton podcast that I'm going to start my own. Yeah. They had a pretty funny episode, their last one. Uh-oh. So somebody gave them a bad review. Oh. And they said that they were like reading, oh, what do they call that? Mono... Monotone? Mono, monotalking or whatever. Monotone? Basically, they were saying that they're just sitting there doing their podcast like, this was the car that went by. And yeah, it's pretty funny how they, they told him to I, fuck that's off amazing. at the end of the episode. Yeah, what the hell is that actor's name that does that? I, I don't you know. All of them? He was in, uh, he was, he's that old guy with the fucking like cul-de-sac fucking hairstyle, wears the glasses. He was in Son of the Mask, talking about low-key. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Fuck, dude. I'm going to look it up real quick. Hold by on. the way, the uh, Jersey Raccoons did not get covid that's they were, good. They were asking. That's good. So no, they're I'm they're chilling. They're, yeah, chilling they're, right they're right. hanging out here. They're and just so you ladies know, they got the booster. In the middle of we we changed the uh, train station around a little bit. Oh yeah, he's Ben Stein. Ben Stein. Yeah. yeah. Um, we changed the uh, train station up, and in the center of our table where we're at right now, gathered mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. we have our raccoons sitting there. They're, mm-hmm. they're, yeah. They they are our 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 protectors. They've got their switchblades. They're 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 holding it down right now. I gotta bring Milo here. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were supposed to break. I was. Yeah. Milo's got to come hang out. But for we, sure. is, is his, is his like Venmo working though? You know, I can don't he, can know. He make it he's, here he's, a, he's been at hard times. Man. Him and Davey oh. are off the script right now. They're probably together. They yeah. probably are. Yeah. They're like, you know, we're doing some seedy shit down in Mexico. Yeah, probably get some free stuff. Like, Hold on. <laughs> I was surprised to get a hold of Freddie, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, true that. So listen, make sure you guys are checking out the Sister Skeletons uh, podcast, Skeleton podcast. They're amazing. And listen, you ladies. Do not give a fuck what people say. Yeah. All right. Because for every one person that gives you a bad review and talks shit about you, you're going to have 10 more that love what you do. <laughs> I believe Jesse called him a smug fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. laughed, I laughed pretty hard. I mean, That's it was amazing. Good. It was good. Yeah. Don't give a fuck. You keep doing you and keep doing your thing. Period. That's it. Um, also to Maria Gibbs, to Chainsaw. What the fuck? Than you did. <laughs> wait, hold on. What was the thing you just did? What did you do? Wait, wait. Do it again. Uh, chainsaw. I've got bigger titties than you do. <laughs> I told you we're changing up the sound effects. That's amazing. <laughs> to Jigsaw, Rick Resler, Courtney Bachelor, Katie Brabinick. We love you so much, Katie. Thank you for being you. You're so awesome. She literally has just 
I, as far as like friends go, she is a very dear friend. She's my wife's best friend, to be honest. And she's helped us so much with like, to be honest, whenever they get together and drink, we buy furniture. That's where all that came from. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> makes but sense. she really does help us out a lot. So thank you so much. And of course, Bill Birch, who just tested positive for COVID today. Oh, damn. Far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bill, I hope you're feeling better, man. That sucks. I'm sorry to hear you have that shit now. He's also uh, vaccinated and still. Dude, he's, everybody has it now. He's, yeah, I mean, it's, everybody. We've talked about this. Not, it's everywhere. I mean, it's, yeah. So spread the word, okay? And if you want your name to be mentioned at the end of this show and us talk about you like you're the best friend we've ever had, guess what? You can do that. Just become a Patreon producer. If that's all you got to do. Simple. You, you you throw us a couple bucks and say, hey, here's here's our money because I like what you do. And we go, well, here, take all these bonuses. Yeah. And then we'll go on ghost hunts and not find anything. <laughs> Speaking of which, what do you think our next one should be? Uh, I don't know. We're, we're going to come up with something cool. We okay. need something cool for springtime. Yes. We need a good hmm, yeah. Easter. I, we'll do something cool. You know what I think we should do? Oh, Go to boy. Ireland. We should figure out and well, let's, let's run it by Moody. Cause I'm sure he's got connections. Let's figure out where you can see or where the most sightings of UFOs are and go like camp out. I'm down. Watch oh, UFOs. I'm down. I'll That's bring easy. my camera. We can yeah. record it. That's yeah. easy, dude. It's in his backyard. <laughs> no, I'm talking real UFOs. Like a legit place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like real I'm down. UFOs? Okay. I'm down to do that. That'd be There's awesome. There's got to be like somewhere in, in our area or close to our area right. that's like you know, high up and you could see a lot of stars. Yeah. We'll, we'll find like a dude. Good, yeah. It, well, remember, if you guys want to see that stuff, like we will live stream it oh, for, for sure. the poopers only, though. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. That's it. So you have to become a Patreon producer in order to see that and to be a part of that thing and be, um, become cool like they are because they're the greatest people ever. And I also have to say, Thank you, Logan, for my new Mortal Kombat 11 spawn figure. Oh, of course. I'm in love with it, and thank you. I'm a huge nerd when it comes to... That's like the only video game I play, uh, but I did... I, I started playing Spider-Man recently, and it's awesome. Wait, Which one? Wait, Miles wait, wait, Morales? The original one? The, the, yeah, the new... The, yeah, the original like one. Like the, the original, like, newer PS4 yes. style one. Yes. Oh, you gotta play God. Miles Morales, dude. Oh, no, dude no, no, that no, one's no, way next, better. That's next. Don't, don't ruin it for him. That's next. <laughs> that's next. Because you gotta play it through the whole game, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh my God, it's Miles. And you're like, wait. Oh, no. No, no, I saw him creeping in uh, when the whole accident thing. I, I will yeah. talk about it, dude. We'll talk about it in the bonus. Hold on, though. I want to tell you what I'm playing right now, oh, uh -oh. and you would fucking love it, John. Oh, my God. God of War. It's called Hitman 3. Oh, okay? yeah. There's oh, older ones. I know Hitman. This is the yeah. new one. Okay. Dude, it is a sandbox playground of assassinating people. Mm -hmm. oh. They give you targets, and you can literally, there's a hundred different ways in each level on how to kill somebody. Yeah. All that means is I have to send my wife on vacation so I can play video games. Yeah. That's all that means. Or just go to my house. <laughs> or mine. Or his. Yeah. Right. I got, got a nerd game. So stay Same. safe out there, passengers. This was a fun-ass episode. Unfortunately, a lot of death and a lot of good people that lost their lives, but it was awesome. Thank you so much, for Justin, for the uh, the suggestion. Justin, my boy. If you have suggestions, let us know what they are. And uh, as always, shoot you, brother. <laughs> for three minutes. <laughs> hey, Freak Show. Lead us out, Freak Show. You son of a bitch. Shoot you, motherfuckers.